Hey, welcome to Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy show on any station across the nation. My name is Brian Quinby. My co-host, Brett Payne, is sick upstairs, but I have a different co-host for the day. Drew Toothpaste is here. How you doing, Drew? Hey, I'm great. He's going to... He's going to be on the uh, variety show this Friday at Ruby Tuesday, not the restaurant in Columbus, Ohio, on uh, 3rd Avenue, I think, or Summit or some Summit shit like Street. that. Summit Street. Summit Street. On Summit Street. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be him. It's going to be the Trillbillies. It's going to be Lindsey Martin. It's going to be the Howling Commandos. And uh, it's time for a street fight, folks. Uh, the chat seems to be rolling. You can you know how to get into that. It's on any of the sites. It all goes to the same place. Uh, and I'm watching the chat tonight, and I'm running the calls. So if the calls get fucked up, that's my fault. Because I don't usually do this. So I'm in the Brett spot. That's happening. Uh, you know, all the other stuff he says, you can find us on Patreon, where we have mini-series and zines and... All kinds of junk over there. You know, you can sign up. You can give us money and support us so that we can uh, continue to spread this mess across the U.S., I guess is what we uh, we say on this show. I'm waiting for the music to get done before I actually start talking because it is uh, weird to talk with the microphone on. and uh, Or with the music playing. It's weird. That was weird. Doing the music playing part. Uh, y- you know... That's uh, I'll I'll talk over music, man. That's just uh, that's just a form of rap to me. It's classic radio, really, is what classic it is. Radio, with a yeah. with with a nice bed, you have like a nice music bed going, and you just feel like, oh shit, I'm a who's a guy who's who's like Wolfman. I'm Wolfman Jack right now. I'm doing <laughs> just some keeping it live. No dead air. <laughs> yeah, no fucking dead air. They said you're a little quiet, Drew. Can you turn Drew up a little bit, Jason? Hey, I may I may be quiet like as a person he's he is uh he is not quiet as a person get out of here (laughs) you're sweet the chat's being very nice they're very excited to see drew they're i guess excited to see me i'm just like a little i'm a little freaked out actually to tell you the truth before this show i was having a little panic attack guy had this like real strong cup of coffee earlier today yeah, it really fucked me up, man. And it set you off. It set me way off. I was I, like a little dizzy, and then I was like, "Oh boy, I'm feeling a little fucking weird." And then I had to drive home. Then I had sushi. And as soon as I got, my, I ate my sushi. I drove straight over here and uh, threw up all over the front of Brett's house and the side of Brett's house. So yeah, I'm throwing up today. You know, that's something was I got it, going on. What kind of sushi was it? Fusion. Okay. So it's not like real sushi or anything. Oh, I, I think I was just throwing up because I was nervous, though. I get nervous sometimes, I guess. I don't know, know what's going on. It's Christmas time and I'm broke as fuck. It's crazy how broke we are right now. And I'm like trying to figure out how to like navigate the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, we just uh, we just bought all of I did the most degenerate thing ever, which was uh, I went down actually uh, shit. What is today? Sunday. So I went down two days ago. I went down to the casino. I was like, I haven't been here in a while. I'm going to come down and fuck around. And I made 600 bucks. Okay. And I was like, that's it. That's That's Christmas. That's the Christmas presents. I mean, uh, good thing it relies on skill and the house doesn't take a cut of anything. (laughs) And so I just 
I should be able to replicate that every time I go again. So. Yeah. I mean, I spent so much money on the kid this year that it was like ridiculous. I thought as she got older, it would get to be less, but it actually becomes more. It's like fewer items that are better. Yeah. She yeah. just wants so much stuff. And it's like some of it is like normal like having shit you know where it's like she wanted leggings and it's like but she only likes one kind of leggings and those leggings cost 105 dollars. so you're like uh so okay i gotta make these leggings happen and then shoes which yeah. are also a hundred dollars yeah. and then a tv which is also 100 dollars, and it's just like jesus christ anything less than a hundred dollars <laughs> well the leggings are leggings are fucked man like you get Adidas Tiros, which are basically leggings for men, but they have pockets and the pockets zip. So your yeah. shit doesn't fall out of your pockets. Yeah. And then you get just a little bit of, you get a little bit of looseness right at the very top. So it's comfortable. And that's like, how much are those? Like I, I would get them. I would get them like 50 bucks, something 50, 60 yeah. bucks, something like that. I never pay full price, but leggings, man. I mean, Bullshit. if I bought There's no pockets, if I bought the leggings, I'd probably want. I mean, just because of how thin they are and how they stick to you and shit, I'd buy the leggings. If I was a like a woman or a guy that wore leggings, yeah, yeah, you know, like a hundred dollar leggings to me feel like the secure ones to buy because man, I would feel naked wearing those things around in public. You know, yeah, I would want them yeah. to be as strong as possible. <laughs> <laughs> they better, they better turn into an umbrella or something. I mean, if if products were fair to people they turn into an umbrella they'd be waterproof yeah somebody in the chat said i won't let her work uh she's only 15 and like also you know teenage girls working at like fast food just not cool for kids you know i just don't i don't want those creepy 23 year olds like uh creepy 23 year old men hitting on my daughter while she's trying to close the taco bell you know <laughs> yeah yeah i right i can see that i was gonna <clears throat> say uh you know i worked at i literally worked at taco bell but i worked at a bunch of places starting when i was like 15 16 but you know i, I, I yeah i never got any uh any attention from the 23 year old managers they all just hated me i mean they got me drugs and alcohol and stuff of course if i asked them i was Did nice they? yeah oh yeah i mean you know i was a cool guy so <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah i i always i always think like because i had told her when she was 10 i think you will never get lululemon leggings i like <laughs> said that to her because i said how much are they she's like they're only like 105 dollars, and i was like you will never get those i can promise you <laughs> That if I'm paying, you will never get those. And then yeah. I bought them, bought her a pair, and she like still has them. So mm. now it feels like, all right, you know, I'll get them for you if they last a year like that, over a year. Yeah, that's worth it. You know, I was buying have... them all the time for thirty five when we were buying yeah. the cheap ones. Yeah. Do you? <clears throat> it, are they like regular pants? Do you have to wash them every day? I don't know. I don't know how uh. she takes care of those fucking things. I don't. Mm. I. I mean, I. I don't think I could wear leggings. My pants have to have some give in them. But I think I'm going to start wearing like base layer leggings under my pants in the winter. You know, kids kids are doing that. All the kids at school, they wear these long basketball shorts, which is the traditional male ritual in Ohio. I'm not going to knock that. But then they wear leggings underneath. And I've been seeing the kids. It's been like a couple years. And I'm like, they're 
going for it. This is the thing they do now. I like that style. I think that sounds nice. You get the old legs covered and you get to wear shorts. It's like a double pronged attack, you know? I think it sounds, it almost sounds Grebo. Do you remember Grebo? You no. were you were a metal. Oh, Grebo. G-I-R-B-A-U-D? No, oh. G-R-E-B-O. I have like no idea. Like the British thing from like 89, 91, where no. they'd all, it was like sort of, it was almost grunge, but they would wear like long johns and like cut off jeans over yeah. the long johns. It's like kind of Grebo. And they're doing undercut too on the hair like this. They like, are. My daughter is always like, look at how cute this boy is. And he looks like such a geek to me. But like, I think all 14 year old boys look like geeks, though. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, oh, what a kid, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I see these guys like those guys that were like pervin after Billie Eilish last week. And I was like, man, she's a fucking child. <laughs> like, I look at her. I'm like, she's a fucking child. She's not like an adult. <laughs> I don't look at her the way that they do. I don't know what's going on with those dudes. <laughs> No, no. And it's like also the older I get and I'm aging at the normal rate one year per every yeah. human year. We're aging at the normal rate. Uh, high school kids now, like my daughter's 11. So high school kids now are looking like, you know, when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, high school kids. But they would still look adultish to me. Now I, I saw a photo. A friend of mine posted a photo, a bunch of seniors at school, and I was like, these kids look like they're fucking 12. I know. They all look 10 I, to me. Right. I'm always like, you might as well just be 12. You're 12 is a great age. It's like, you might as well just be 12 to me when I look at you. You're just sure. Some little kid, some little bullshit kid being annoying, you know? <laughs> yeah, so it really takes, and you know, the internet brings out the worst of many people, but it really takes something special to be like, yeah, that child... That's sexy to me. It's weird. That used to, I think what that is, is like, that was a radio bit for so fucking long in like shock jock and like hard rock radio where they would count down the ages yeah. of like child yeah. stars. Like they were do, I remember when I listened to talk radio, I think they did that to like uh, Mary Kate. Yes. From Full House. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, they, they, and I didn't like it at the time. I, I was know. like, this is not good. And there's like nowhere to go to tell. There was like nowhere to go to be like, this is creepy what you guys are doing. Instead of saying like, uh, instead of saying something like, yeah, uh, I didn't like it just turned into everybody doing it. You know what I mean? Like now it's everybody doing it because everybody's online and everybody's a brand. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Like everybody's yeah. just like they're trying to get their brand out there and the shock jock brand guys are out there and they're trying to get people talking and they're, they're being just, freelance creeps. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they're they're not even getting paid for it. They're being they're being creeps on spec. They they hope if they get their creep out there somebody will pay them for it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody I mean most I it's been good to see like the internet handle that because I, I like looked at some guy that was making comments about it today and like everybody in the comments was like, you're a creep, dude. Good, <laughs> good. That's the kind of feedback that those people should hear because it's like you're it looks like you're like rubbing your hands together, like the creep rub the hands together yeah. and stuff. It's like, no, 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 that's not for you. So yeah, we're uh this Friday night at Ruby Tuesday and online on a stream. We're gonna be doing a variety show where we're all gonna do a bunch of jokes and fun and have music and stuff like that. And it's gonna be very high energy. And I mean, I'd like there to be a mosh pit, but who knows what the audience is gonna do. I mean, there's definitely enough tickets sold currently for there to be a mosh pit, I would think. 
Yeah. We're going to try and get you all whipped up into a frenzy a little bit is what I'm thinking we're going to do. We uh we will. I'm going to be doing Garbage Brain University with Natalie D and we're going to have uh we're going to try to get Brian and Brett to take the quiz. We always do a quiz every week on this show. So we're looking forward to that. You do uh, not want me to take I'm bad at tests. Well, the thing is is that the quiz is always the quiz is always impossible. You Natalie do. once she once gave me a list of zip codes and she's like, "What cities are these from?" <laughs> How does zip do zip codes work? Like that each state gets its own first number. Are we like the four state? Well, I we're in the four region. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so okay. I learned. I actually learned a lot about it by failing the quiz, which also, which is like not how school worked for me. But uh, Ohio is like. Uh, what four three? Yeah, four, that's what it seems four, like four five. Yeah, and all those. Then out west, it's like nine eight seven and stuff. But uh, that's true. That's true. Nine oh two one zero is Beverly Hills. Yep, I do yep. know that. Yep, and, just from uh, a TV show that I used to watch before a lot of you people were born. Again, <laughs> 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 you know, when old guys always do that, old guys are always like, "It's from before you were born." You know, I. I could I could do that with my with my kid and her friends and stuff just because they were all born in like 2008, 2009. So like there was good shit that happened before you guys were. Born. I do. I love doing that to my kid. Yeah. And, you know, things used to be a little better. You used to because my dad used to tell me like how great things were before I was a kid, you know, and when I was a kid, your parents couldn't find you, which was that was like sort of the big thing. Right. was like. Now your parents can find you everywhere mm, you go. It's yeah. so easy to find you. And I like, you know, I can text her and be like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Hey, what are you doing right now? Where when I was a kid, you no finding me. My parents were like so anti-pager. Like we asked, <laughs> we actually asked for pagers. Did and they you? were like, what are you guys, drug dealers? And it's like, <laughs> okay, whatever, man. I guess you could have used it too, motherfucker. But <laughs> you, Do you remember the... I'm sure you remember the pager. You you dial somebody and then you put your number and then you put nine one one if yeah. you want them to hit you back fast. I did that all the time. I did. <laughs> I, I put nine one one at the end of all my pages. <laughs> if you're yeah, because if you're getting somebody on their pager, like you obviously want them to call you right now. Yeah, if I'm calling you, I want you to call me. Don't take your time calling me back. This is a nine one one. I need to know where you are. It's yeah. basically what it is. You know, where's everybody at? Nine one one. Nine one one. Nine one one. And you page them again, and it's just more nine one ones. You know, I <laughs> really. Was a, I only had I only had one friend with a pager. Yeah, I, I had a, high school. I had like one or two friends with pagers, and then a bunch of drug dealers. And then I got one when I was eighteen. I ended up getting a pager as soon as I turned eighteen. I drove to the pager store and bought one. Signed up for service. It was twelve dollars a month, and it was turned off every other month because I didn't have the twelve dollars to pay for the pager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember like pawning a radio so I could pay my pager <laughs> bill. There's a pawn shop right next to the pager place. I I also like the idea that a radio on its own would ever be worth anything. I know. I know. It was one of those shitty st shelf system things. Like uh, it was one of those uh, Iwas like shelf systems with like a five disc changer in it and just oh, a radio. Yeah, and it was yeah. just a piece of shit. And I was just like. You know, I need I need to be able to contact my girlfriend more or I need for my girlfriend to be able to contact me more than I need to own this stereo. So I'm just going to go ahead and pawn this and yeah, yeah. then sit silently in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for my pager to go. On. <laughs> 
I don't, it's somebody in a chat said they have t-shirts older than you. And I'm like, I don't have any, my t-shirts are all new because when you do what I do for a living, you get t-shirts all the time. You know, I'm just constantly rotating them, you know, it's like throw I, that old t-shirt away. I, yeah, I go through phases where I'll get a bunch of new t-shirts and then I'll chuck my old ones. So yeah. otherwise I wouldn't have anywhere to put them. I'd have thousands of t-shirts if I didn't just throw t-shirts into the, uh, yeah. uh, the Goodwill or whatever, the, whatever the, you open it up and you throw the clothes in it and you don't know where it goes. Yeah. Next mir- to the convenience store. Yeah. Miracle box. It's yes. like a big yellow box and it's like, this is where miracles come from. And it's like, all right, man, like, uh, I, had to throw about four Morrissey shirts in here because he's bad now. And like, so <laughs> so there's somebody somewhere and I heard they bundle them up. I heard they bundle them up and then they ship them over to like uh, West Africa and then they unload them from the boat and they make the people there buy them. So they're like profiting. It's not even like charity. It's not like somebody gets your old Morrissey shirt and they're thankful. No, they have to pay like a hundred or two hundred of whatever their local currency is. They're selling my old shirts over there's, there, dude. They're selling them Just right now, probably. Deftones t-shirts over yeah. there. <laughs> they paid fucking fifteen dollars for that. I paid fifteen dollars for. Yep. Sick. That's sad. Let's uh, let's take a call here and see uh, who's on the phones. Hey, oh wait. Hey, thank you for calling Street Fight. Hey. Who's this? Hey, how's it going? This is Jim. What's up, Jim? How you doing tonight? Merry Merry Holiday. Oh man, thanks for that uh very non like religious greeting. I appreciate that. I only do non religious, uh, you know. I'm I'm uh-huh. I'm an atheist. It's holiday this week, I think, for me. Yeah. Wait, do you just have like different like interchangeable like non religious ones? I'm just celebrating all of them at the same time, pretty uh-huh. much. So you know, I'm doing Hanukkah, Christmas, and whatever else is called Kwanzaa and whatever else is out there. I'm just going to do them all at the same time. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. really scattershot. Anyway, I do. I do. Anyway, I got a, uh, I got a Christmas bonus story slash boss story. All right. What, what was your Christmas bonus this year? Oh, this was uh, a couple years back, but okay. I really never got a chance to call in about it. So, uh, so I used to work at this uh, logistics company. I'm not going to really go too much into it, but it was like not union. And if you ever talked about union, they would just like nuke you out of the business for like a decade or something like that. And uh, they did one of those things where we had to buy something for our boss. And I pretty much like skated around it the whole season. And, you know, they were trying to grief me, but I was just ducking and dodging and I made it. And uh, so we got a boss and she was usually the worst. She'd come in late. She was really, really bad and always miserable. When she showed up, she'd be the person that was like, uh, kind of there to ruin your day. And, uh, well, Christmas came and it turned out she got us all presents and we all got, uh, like $200 on our paycheck. Okay. That is a present. That's a good bonus. Yeah. It's pretty great. Right. And we show up and, uh, they have the present and we're like, and, and she got us all like these little Gerbers to put in our pocket. And we're like, that's great. It's awesome. Like, I actually feel good about the holiday at work now. And I was like, where's she at? Well, can we, can we give her her present? Like, uh, like we'd like to really like show our appreciation. And then, uh, they're like, oh yeah, she got fired. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but she was late a lot though. Oh, she was 
terrible, but I mean, but if she gave you all gifts, you know, what'd she get fired for? Do you know? Oh, she got fired because she made, got us those Christmas bonuses and they didn't like it. They fired a bunch of regional managers, like responsible for getting us like a little pay bump. Oh, 200 bucks isn't even like a, like it wouldn't break the money. It was a big company. Oh, huge company. Like almost a monopoly. Okay. Okay. Well, and you know what they do? I don't know how other states are, but I know in Ohio what they'll do if they want to fire you, but they don't want to pay for your unemployment is they will say that you were late. Cause I mean, there's basically, you know, any day you were, you came in at 801 instead of eight. Anytime you, you got anything written up on your performance review that wasn't 10 out of 10. What they'll do is they'll go back if they want to fire you at some point, they'll go back and dig all that stuff out. And then they don't have to pay the unemployment board for your unemployment because they say you were fired for cause performance. They yep. so they fire and a bunch of the other managers, like regional managers, expressly because of the bonuses. And they said they were like stealing for the company and like using false like information to like secure the bonuses. Wow. How do you do that? Though? I mean, I wonder how they even got the money if they were like you like I wonder if they were just like we just uh have to give everybody $200 <laughs> like it's a commission and then they let them do cuz it well, seems weird that they could It's almost like a it was almost like a goals thing where they were like, "Oh, if we like keep networking cuz it was kind of a part of our job would be like, "Oh, if you hear about any business, try to report it and like if there was like sales over so high then they would like have to give us a bonus because like all the money we brought in but after that was the christmas party and the big sales guy was like we made so much money this year guys you don't even know how much money we made blah 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 and all of our managers just look sick after like they just like ballyhooed all these fools for like trying to help us out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we did. Did people know that the whole thing had gone down? Like where they 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 fired everybody and then said we made a bunch of money. And then did people know at the at the well, announcement that it had happened? Well, it was like a big shock. And then the Christmas party happened. We hadn't put it together yet. And then when we found out, like after we all kind of got back before New Year's. They were like, oh, yeah, like, it's because of those bonuses. And then and then everybody was like, wait, wasn't the big, like, guy who drives the big old, like, dumb pickup truck, like, isn't wasn't he just complaining about, like, how great we're doing? Like, this is our best year at, like, ever? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they don't I, – I, the bonus thing is so funny to me because it's like – they could, I, I mean, in, in, in a real world, they could just take all that profit and split it between everybody. But at the very least, they could to keep us from taking all of their stuff, <laughs> give us bonuses. <laughs> and I'll bet you we'd all be happy. Like, I'd be happy with an extra $500 every once in a while. And I probably wouldn't even want to revolt. But it's like the same thing I've said about America compared to like a brave new world where it's like in a brave new world, it was like this badass fucking world that was like a dystopia but everybody was on drugs and they all felt good or whatever and <laughs> yeah. it's like well that would be fucking great i guess whatever but instead we have to live in a dystopia where they also tell us we can't have anything good you know <laughs> i had i had yeah. uh you know uh a doctor is a form of boss Do yeah you think that's a true bit. brian 
I had a doctor. I was having, uh, I'll just throw it out there. I was having diarrhea. You know, it happens. The showers. Yeah, I was having the uh, showers. Did you, did you call a pharmacy? Yeah, did you <laughs> call a pharmacist? No, I, uh, I unfortunately, no. I went to the urgent care. It's a building that used to be a bank. And a guy who's like in the process of like being deregulated by the medical board is like, oh, yeah, you have diarrhea. And then you pay him and then you go and you pay for your own medicine. But uh, it was a little bit of in uh, in opioid, some like little I don't remember what it was, but it was kind of like a modium or kind of like, you know, Vicodin or something, because that stuff stops you up. It keeps you from having diarrhea. Yeah. It works real well. You know what they did? They put poison in with it. They literally put something called atropine in with it, which is a poison. And the reason they did that is so I couldn't take too much and feel good. Yeah. They wanted me sucks. to take just enough that my diarrhea got better and I was just very slightly poisoned. <sighs> like Yeah. Oh, man, that's a miserable. I mean, doctors will. My doctor was just up my ass the other day because I said, uh, oh, I'm sleeping really well on these uh, pills, but they might be fucking my stomach up. And she was like, you know, drugs aren't going to fix everything for you. <laughs> and I was just like, you don't even uh. give me any fucking drugs, man. The problem with me is that I don't have any, you know? Yeah. I have like well, fucking regulate my spell. Yeah, I have all these. I have all this anxiety. I don't have anything to take for this anxiety. I just am gonna freak out until I go home and lay in bed, and then freak out until I wake up tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, Pretty that fun. that whole thing. Of, well, they they uh, the opioid thing is so fucked up because of the way they 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 hold on to those and benzos is like. I mean, I guess, like, they get out there in the streets, but it's like, who cares? People are getting it anyway. The stuff gets gotten anyway. Yeah. It's not going to go away, dude. They would have, it's like guns. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, it's like, they're like, we need to get rid of all the guns. And it's like, well, we can't now. They already know how to make the guns. You know, <laughs> the guns are out there. Yeah. <laughs> Drugs are the same way. We all know how to make the drug. There's always going to be somebody that can make the drugs, and there's always going to be somebody that wants the fucking drugs. And yeah, my doctor was yeah. just like, she is just not with the drugs. But I even said, I was like talking to her, and I was like, yeah, I was thinking about going to see a psychiatrist. And she was like, no, don't go see a, a psychiatrist. Don't go see a psychiatrist because they'll just give you drugs. And it's like, Somebody's got to give me these drugs, man, because I feel like I'm going to go fucking crazy if somebody doesn't give me these drugs. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they won't give you the weird stuff like just like anxiety stuff. So you got to like self-medicate and all that. Right. Yeah. You end up fucking going like you end up going and uh, uh, buying them illegally or smoking way too much fucking weed or like trying to eat that shitty ass CBD that you buy at the gas station to calm down <laughs> a little bit. It's just impossible to fucking get your shit together. You know, it, it, it I don't know, man. I like for me, it's like I I dig my doctor because she doesn't give me drugs, but I also feel like part of it is a judgment thing where she's like, this motherfucker wants drugs, so I'm not going to give him drugs, you know? Well, yeah. She doesn't trust you? I don't think she does. I've told her I do drugs. I mean, when I fill out the uh, check-in sheet, it asks me what I use, and I'll be like, oh, I use psychedelics sometime, and sometimes I use uh, weed a lot. Oh, you can't. Yeah. And you should you should be able to say that to your doctor and you should be able to just be like, look, 
here's my motivation for doing this. This is my reasoning for doing this. Here's what I, here's what I do, right? You should be able to do it, especially because weed is fucking basically legal now. You should not be discriminated against for doing weed because it doesn't, I mean, it barely interacts with anything and it, right? Yeah, yeah, I think they so. They haven't really, they haven't really gotten the core systems to like ease up on that, which is like the thing. They, there's so much money going in there because of that. And, and if the idea that you would be discriminated against for taking mushrooms when it's like almost impossible to eat enough mushrooms to get like a toxic dose of mushrooms and it has like zero dependence everybody admits that it's like you can't become dependent on it right yeah so the idea well, they're that about, they're talking about that that snoot spray right that's uh that's uh ketamine but i would do that too uh, you know any kind of thing that makes you feel okay oh they're doing psilocybin yeah. also jason said oh. i would go for that man yeah let's get it yeah I mean, anything that makes people feel better, I think, is uh, a good thing to look into. I was talking to somebody yesterday about, like, trying shrooms, and they were just like, no, I'm too paranoid. And it's like, but they kind of help with that a little bit. But they're like, I'm too paranoid. And I was like, yeah. oh, then don't try it then. And like, no skin off my back. Really? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just, I mean, it's fine. Like, paranoid's fine. Like, just don't look in the mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just sit at home. Nobody's going to chase you yeah. around or anything. You know what I mean? Like, I think they were worried about somebody. Uh, I think they were worried about somebody like chasing them around or something or like getting getting taken advantage of in public or something like that. And I was just like, do it at home. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people enjoy to leave the house. And I'm, I'm not of that like ilk. I'm a big stay home when I'm doing it guy. So. And yeah, I saw Andrew Harrison yeah. to say a Denver legalized psilocybin, which I'm excited for if they're ever able to sell that down there because I will come down there. It's weird that a mushroom is illegal anyway, anywhere. Yeah. Like, that's just... Hard to regulate. Yeah. It's weirder than weed because you don't even need light to grow a mushroom, I guess, which makes it easier to hide yeah, because no. people, they catch the weed people because they need so much light to make the weed grow. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're just... Going to the they're going to the woods with a bunch of empty trash bags. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, buddy. Ain't no problem. Have a good night. Uh, I just want to say, rip Tim Allen. Yeah, fuck you, Tim Allen. <laughs> or rip him, rip Tim Allen. All right, I dropped it. Uh, having a hard time dropping the calls today. Thanks you. Thank you for calling. Yeah, thank you for call. Thank you, Drew, for doing the thank you for calling for me. I'm I'm bad at thanking people because I'm used to Brett doing it when I'm done. Mm. I talk. To I just him. no. I compulsively do it. I can. Yeah. I, I compulsively thank. Like I'll pay for somebody to come over to my house and bring me pizza, and I'm very I'll very sincerely be like. Thank you. Yeah. No, no, really. Thank you. Yeah. You're like the call. In. I mean, it's like working at a call center, right? Like, it's yeah. like, thank you. Uh, that works. Uh, here we go. Let's, uh, let's take another call here and see what we got. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who's this? Hey, Brett. Hey, Drew. It's Haley. Who is it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It sounds like you're muffled. It's kind yeah, of muffled. We can't hear you. You're breaking up. Can you hear me? Yeah, there you go. That's perfect. What's your name again? Hey. Haley from Facebook. Hey, Haley. How's it going? Yeah, Thanks for calling. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, happy Hanukkah to the rest of you. Uh, see, I'm doing uh, Hanukkah, and, too. Um, so. 
uh, you know, with the Oscar Mata, but I think it's better. Um, but, uh, but, um, yeah, you know, I'm calling, I'm not calling for my usual spot today. I'm calling for my dad's house in Mexico. So, in Mexico? Yeah. How's it going down in Mexico? Yeah. Celebrating Hanukkah in Mexico. Yeah, you know, um, no, it's, uh, it's nice. Um, you know, just south of the, uh, just south of the border, just outside of, uh, TJ, so you know, uh, nice little house. Um, you know, it's cool, but um, yeah, you know, I'm glad the show was able to get going. Hey, um, I'm here. I don't know how here I am. I don't know what's going. I mean, the kratom that I just drank is starting to like kick in and focus me, so I'm feeling a little better. I don't know what's going on there, man. I just that coffee earlier today. I drank this coffee. And I put probably way too much coffee in and let it steep way too long and then dumped it in. And it was like almost like drinking pure beans. Did you do cold brew? No, I did a, a French press. Oh, the only thing, the only kind of coffee I ever have anymore that gets me like fucked up is cold brew. Yeah. I, I've had that and I'll be drinking it, and I'm like, why am I getting jittery? Like, I've been drinking coffee for 79 years. Yeah, I'm I'm jittery right now still, and yeah. I did this like five hours ago. I can't, like, cool out at all. My legs are just constantly going down here, so, and I've felt kind of dizzy, and I've been throwing up, so it's like, it's definitely like the coffee or something. It can't, I mean, I'm not sick. I don't, I don't feel sick. My sushi came up, though. That was bad. <laughs> That's the worst thing to have come back up, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, the past couple of days, I've been dealing with the stomach thing. But, you know, I don't know if you ever, like, you know, fly long distances and you start feeling sick. Not because of the plane or anything, just because your stomach starts hurting or whatever. Like, that's not fun. So the flight from Philadelphia to California um, is, like, six and a half hours. And... You know, I had the middle seat when I flew out there um, a few days ago, and that was hell on earth. I already hate airplanes because I was in a plane crash, but still, you know. Um, you were in a plane crash? It, yeah, it wasn't a big one or anything. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I mean, well, I would still be weird on one if I was on one. <laughs> I've, I've never been in a plane crash. And, no, actually, and the you know, someone... I, I, the the flight it, from the east coast to yeah the flight from the east coast to California is rough it's very rough yeah I'd rather yeah, drive six hours than fly six hours any day like I'm always like oh see it's it, it, it's funny you say that because when I flew to, to California I flew to Northern California I stayed with my mom for a few days and then my brother and I we got in our car and we drove down to San Diego. Um, which is about a seven and a half hour drive, um, which ended up being longer because I also had stomach issues on the way there. <laughs> you know, um, hey, I know the feeling when you're traveling, you know. Yeah, I've I've driven down. We drove down to Baton Rouge once, and I was on antibiotics that were fucking my stomach up, oh. and it was like the worst drive of my life. I had to pull over like every two hours, and like go in the bathroom and do a bunch of stuff. It wasn't just like, it was just like, God damn, man. It felt like I had food poisoning the whole drive down there, which I starting to feel like I am now, but I don't think I do because I'm not throwing up anymore, you know? 
and it, it felt like it didn't yeah. want to come. I think I just some kind of anxiety kicked in earlier today. I checked my bank account, and then immediately went down, way downhill. Yeah, the gears, know? the gears started turning. They're still turning, right? Yeah, and the thing is, like, if the gears start turning, it's hard to turn them off without fixing them. You know what I mean? Like, I got to yeah, do something yeah. to fix my yeah. situation, but I can't like turn them off at this point. Like. I got to make it through the call-in show and then get home and, and sort of figure out what I'm going to do once I'm there. I, I, I don't, I, I'm just, I'm nuts today. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I did start the day out in a very dark place where half of the room was talking about how they hate half of the family and the other half of the room was talking about racism. So it but was they just, were talking oh no. about like they liked racism. Yeah, like racism, were, that's a good one. That's a good thing to have. Uh, and that's it's, a bad vibe oh, to wake okay. up to. Yeah. Yeah. That was my first half of my day. So it was like, okay, maybe this isn't going the way I thought today should go. And, uh, I think that probably set me off into a darker place than usual. And oh, then, yeah. you know, you get in the car and you drive home and it's hard to, it's hard to come fucking down, you know, which is weird. Uh, so how, how is your time going so far, Haley? I mean, it's good. I'm on vacation for three weeks, although, um, you know, uh, we, so we just finished up the, the semester, um, at grad, at my grad school. And, um, you know, usually a normal person, um, who teaches does not, uh, post the syllabuses until about a week and a half before, um, week and a half to two weeks before school starts. Um, you're, we're on vacation for six weeks, um, essentially, right? So it's been maybe five days that I've been on vacation. And already a professor of mine for my my classes next semester has posted the syllabus. It's like, dude, stop. I would have started working. <laughs> I've started working when that has happened. Like back when I was in school, if they post as soon as they posted the syllabus, I'm like, well, if I do a little bit of work now. Yeah, maybe one won't have to do any work during the semester. Yeah, get it out of the way. Yeah. And it also can go the other way around where you like, uh, they post the syllabus and you're like, okay, well, I got a bunch of time. And then it convinces you that you have a bunch of time to wait, you know, and then it, the time creeps yeah. up on you and then you don't, you know, <laughs> that's, that yeah, is, it's, uh, it's, it's bad. It's so bad. It's like, you know, it's the holidays, like literally it's technically two days before Christmas. Um, and it's the first day of Hanukkah. Um, you know, and, and, and I don't know what goes through these people's heads, but it's just like, there's no break. Like, it's not like it's just for the winter holiday too. Like my professors would like sort of routinely give assignments that were due over breaks. Oh, um, you can't do and that. The whole thing is just like, it's a, it's it's a break. Like how? Why are you doing that? Like the whole point of a break is a break. It's not an extra week for you. Yeah. You know. But, yeah. No. Like yeah, yeah. You're you're on salary, but I am. I need the break. I'm not. I'm paying you. I'm not getting paid to to do homework on your break, right? Yeah, and it's like I thought the whole time I was supposed to be enjoying my family and have a break. It's like. If you're going to call it a break, call it a break. And if you're going to call it a break and it's going to be something else, then don't call it that. Like, you know, my, my entire program is like, oh, words matter. And then apparently not that one. 
Um, yeah. You know, but it's, 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 it's nice, though. I mean, I, I, he's only posted the show, but he doesn't expect anything to do for a long time, so that's good at least. But, you know, I just, you know, it's nice to not have to think about anything, and it's nice to be around people. Like, I'm going to be seeing, um, uh, she was actually the first person that I came out to, um, and I'm going to be seeing her, um, old professor in line, uh, tomorrow, actually, back up in San Diego and across the border, um, again. But, um, you know, and, and to me, like, that's, uh, religious stuff aside, like, that's always been what this whole time is supposed to be for anyway, you know, um, whether they're Jewish or otherwise, but, um, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to more than anything. I mean, um, you know, like I've been talking with everybody, um, that I haven't spoken to in a while and I reach out to them and that kind of thing and see how everybody's doing because, you know, the holidays can be stressful as I'm sure you're aware. Yeah. About raising the kid and everything. <laughs> so it's just one of those things, you know, um, and then I'm just trying to stay sane too because there's all this, uh, you know, I don't know how, um, how frequently you've been on Twitter lately, but you know, the JK Rowling thing kind of. Yeah. Trans people into a tailspin. So. Yeah. Uh, she stinks. You know, she's the worst. Imagine, well, imagine having that's... like infinite money and infinite influence and being like, I know what I'm going to do with all this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just gonna like, I'm going to line people up and shit on them. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. And, I can't and imagine it's that. Because she's like, she's like, you know, there's this whole thing where it's like, you pay attention to exactly the kind of famous people that are making these kinds of arguments. You seem to be white, British, and rich. Yeah. So, um, you know, like, I think, first of all, like, if we can get, like, all the cool people out of Britain and then just, like, nuke it, like, <laughs> <laughs> and clear all the radiation and then let the cool people resettle it. Like, I don't know, man. Like, the UK is this turf island. It is. It really, there seems like, worse. it seems like it's like what, I mean, every time I see a new turf, it is like, a, it's always like, this is like, this was a star in a UK television show. And I'm like, what the shit is <laughs> going on over there? They, they come over here, like, there's a couple of British tourists that, like, last year, I think, like, came over to um, uh, the U.S. and, like, barged in on a meeting in which a trans woman was just talking with people and just, like, started yelling at her and, like, calling her slurs and, like, all this other stuff. And all she's doing is just sitting there having a meeting with somebody, you know? So it's, Jesus. Like, these people are, are insane. They're, they're just head for the worst kind of person um and honestly like i really want to understand like from a psychological level like what goes on in britain like you know uh but it, it's been a mess you know yeah um, i mean it's and, a uh, i wonder if it's just like an old country if it's like 
just old and like sort of like they're looked at at least over here and by a lot of the other world as like these classy people. They're not looked at as like rednecks. Mm. You know, we're no, looked at like as rednecks. The, but they like seem the, like rednecks to me. They're like the boomers of country. Yes, yes, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, and you could and and here's the thing. You know, there's a lot of lovely people. From England and Wales and Scotland, mm-hmm. Northern Ireland, right? All the little islands that that they took over, all the remnants of their enormous empire that they have left. There's some there's some cool people, right? And uh, there's some people that are mm-hmm. progressive and everything else. But uh, by the Sorry same <laughs> by the same token, like you can be like, oh yeah, I moved in. Uh, yeah, I got this house. Man, this house is from 1910, and they're like. We have houses here that are from 800. It's like, yeah. okay, I, that's that's fine. And then it's like, well, I have to go to my doctor. And then they're like, uh, you pay for your doctor? Like, uh, just relax. Yeah, yeah. Just relax. Yeah, there's, you- there's cool people there, but there's... You know, I do pay for my doctor, but you know what? <laughs> I'm not racist, okay? Well, we're racist over here, too. Yeah. So we have all the same stuff. I just think that they're so much like us that it's like when they make fun of us, it's like, fuck you, man. You're just yeah. like us. Yeah. <laughs> we're all just as bad as each other. Well, Haley, thanks for calling in. It's good to hear from you. And no have problem. a happy Hanukkah. Yeah. Thank you, and I hope everybody feels better soon. It's good to see you guys. Yeah. I'm getting good here. I'm getting good at taking the calls and dropping the calls. And Are you um, are you picking up? Picking up the Brett job? Yeah. Nah, not really. I don't like doing it as much as I like doing <laughs> the other side of the table job. It's a little easier for me. It's a little less work. I, uh, I can have my little meltdown, like, in the corner. Like, while Brett just talks and takes calls, I can, like, be like, oh, good, oh, good. <laughs> oh, I've, I've been, uh, I didn't know a meltdown was available. There's a meltdown <laughs> occurring right now. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. My stomach feels so fucked up, you know? It's like, what is happening here? Let's see, uh, let's see who the next call is. Hey, it's Street Fight. Who's this? Is it me? Yeah, it's you. Who's this? Hey, oh, this is Abby from Burlington. What's up, Abby? How's it going in Burlington okay. tonight? Oh, pretty good. Um, I I appreciate you covering the story about our fine police chief. <laughs> he was tweet. He, he was making fun. fake Twitter accounts to harass one local activist. Oh no, really? Yeah, yeah. Tell, yeah. tell me more about this. Yeah, uh, Abby, can you tell him well, more? I didn't. I I I uh I just read the news yeah. story. <laughs> Yeah, you you missed the the reason it got on the national news because first they fired the guy because he lied to a reporter, and also the mayor knew about that. So right. the mayor's in hot water. We're trying to get him to step down because um, he he knew the guy lied. He set him on vacation for a month, or like all, you said, all summer. He had a nice from nice Burlington summer, and then. Uh, he comes back, we pretend nothing happened, and then he gets caught because the reporter, I don't know how it came out, but figured out that the report, he lied to the reporter's face. And then after he got fired, the, his replacement stepped down like four hours later because she told the mayor that she also had a fake account that she had been using. 
Jesus. So everybody there's like using their alts. Yeah. <laughs> what was her? So the mayor has. Lori Spicer. They, is that Finsta? That's what Finsta is. <laughs> yep. Yep. She was using the Lori Spicer account to harass the same guy. What the fuck did this guy do? What does the guy do? Do you know? He's just a Twitter. He's just a lefty on Twitter who harasses them. I don't know. Well, I mean, he's just posting, though. Like, why does it? They're like really making this guy out to be huge, huge, you know? Yeah, it's not. Oh. We've been trying to, it's been like four and a half years since the mayor, he brought this guy in from the NYPD. He's going to, it's all been like, he's going to do compassionate policing and blah, blah, blah. And, oh. Yeah. This is, but this is where Bernie's from. But now we have this like developer, Democrat, asshole, and, oh. As the mayor. Yeah. 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 Miro Weinberger. Yeah, that's it. it uh, having a develop every city seems to have a developer for a mayor now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now we, we have a big hole in the middle of the city. It's like Parks and Rec, but Oh, really? We, they put one yeah, of those they, here they and then they down the mall. Oh, really? Yeah, they did that here and then they they said we're going to put a park there and then they put a park <laughs> there, but then they built condos all the way around the park. Ooh. You can't even see the fucking park from the street. And like three quarters of the day, the park is in the shade because one of the 60 story condos mm. on one of the three sides oh of God. it are shading the park. Also, it usually costs money to get into the park. Yeah. If they're doing an event, it costs money and it costs money a lot more than it doesn't during the summer. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> They did like a free boys to men yeah. concert there last year and I really wanted to go, but you had to do you had to go through a bunch of shit to get the ticket, so I didn't go. I was like, I'd have rather paid sixty five dollars for those tickets. What did you have to do? You had to like send an email to somebody at a certain time and then get a response and then respond to them and it was like, just charge me the money at this point. I'll pay for the tickets. I would have I would have refused to pay for the I would not have paid for the tickets. I would have thought I was going to do the email thing and I would have put a reminder on my phone and I still would have missed it. And that's what we did. That's what we all, that's everybody did that. We were going to go. I'd love to see boys to men. That would be great. They, I think they would be good live. Sure. Yeah. In the shade too. No sunlight. Right. Yeah. No sunlight (laughs) or it'd be at night and it would be kind of cold, but you know, yeah, we, yeah, they they love to tear a hole in a city and then uh, just we're gonna give you guys some green space finally, and then as soon as they start yeah, to no, do it, no, no, they they weren't gonna do that. They were just gonna build a big, like the tallest building in the state, big, ugly, you know, multi-use thing. But it something happened with the developer, and it's just been a hole in the ground for like two years. Yeah, <laughs> that's so fucked up. Well, uh, yeah. hey, what are you gonna do? Uh, well, yeah. thanks for calling in. Yeah. Have a good. Yeah. Oh, I have. Oh, a, oh go ahead. A, sorry. Yeah, I just have a quick um, Christmas miracle from the workplace. Okay. Cool. Ah, uh, yeah. On last week, they tried to. They called a meeting and they said, "We're canceling your Christmas potluck tomorrow." That is a miracle. <laughs> and every, no, no, that's the. 
<laughs> Everyone got pissed off. And then the next day they gave us bagels. Okay, that's better than a potluck though, right? Well, yeah, we had the potluck too, but Okay. Okay. It was then they uncanceled. I felt I felt some worker solidarity for the first time in a while because we were all like this is bullshit. We want the fucking potluck, that. okay? <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm glad it worked out. That is beautiful. A little that, bit of work. That's good. That's Channel good that into a union. You, now you can be like, hey, remember yeah, how we got the time. potluck back? Imagine the uh, benefits <laughs> we could get if we did that every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for calling in. Have a good night. You too. <laughs> I, want, I want to do a worker. I, I That's how you get it. I mean, I hate potluck, so I would be happy that they canceled the potluck. I'd be like, fuck it, you know? Oh, I don't, uh, I mean, unless, I feel like unless you're good friends with your coworker and you, like, trust them, like, eating somebody's food from at work is, like, not it. Like, you would go and somebody be like, oh, I got something, this is going to be lit, like, I got it, like, show up, make sure you get some, and you get there and... And your coworkers like try this, and you lift the lid off the crock pot because it's always a crock pot. Yeah, and inside is just a bunch of Eggo waffles that have been heating for like four <laughs> hours. And you're like, oh, so what's this? And they're like, take one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're I fucking, you get fucking stuck at work eating somebody else's food that smells like their fucking house. Exactly. Yeah. And then in the room you're in eating smells like everybody's house at the same time. And- <laughs> I don't want to smell anybody's house, you know? <laughs> Fucking that, cat house ass crock pot and show up. That was always my least favorite thing as a kid is you go over somebody's house and it always smells different. It yeah. always smells like they're cooking something nasty. Yes, it yes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they've cooked recently. It always smells like shit. I mean, the best way to find out what your house smell is is to go on a trip. And then you come home and you're like, so this is my house smell, huh? Right. You know what? I did that last time. I felt really good about myself. I we did left. Too. We went, right? We went on a trip. We went to fucking Canada. We left the country. We drove around, came back, opened the door, and it smelled like a hotel. Yeah, your house has good smells. You have a good house. You think smell. so? I think so too. I, yeah, I think we, so. I think we go like neutral, clean, yeah. like none of the clean laundry smell, none of that. Just like Yeah, I walk in my I walk in my house and I go, All right, that's like a normal house smell. And then I uh go on with the rest of my day. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. I have a fairly normal house smell. When I go to tour, I come home and check in on it. Yeah. And it's yeah. normal. So that 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 kind of makes me happy, but yeah, the the whole like, yeah, I I don't like eat other people's cooking is just it makes me nervous. I would rather just do the cooking myself so I know what it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like if I don't eat it. I didn't eat at the Christmas thing I went to today because I looked at all that food and I was like, "There's not a fucking possibility. No fucking way." This well, is like you're little you're hot like, dogs wrapped in bacon. I was like, no. Uh uh-uh, uh, you wouldn't. Ha- you wouldn't have the hot dog and bacon. No. What is it about it? Is it the hot dog or the bacon? It was laying in grease, like the, this, like thick and a grease yeah. and a in a in a baking sheet and like it was like some like jello you couldn't see through and like uh, uh, these spin wheel things that I don't know what was in those and I was just like I oh, the the I'm pinwheel the pinwheels are not good but like the hot dogs I would eat those because in my mind the grease would sterilize it no 
No. <laughs> There's nothing living in the hot dogs. I probably threw up for the, before the show thinking about the hot dogs. <laughs> That's probably what happened. I looked at the hot dogs and I was like, oh, shit. Now I got to think about these fucking hot dogs for the rest of the night. Cause woof, those things looked. I just did not look good to me. Let's uh, let's let's take another call here. Hey, you're calling Street Fight. Who's this? Hey, this is Will from Houston. What's up, Will? How's it going in Houston? Oh, it's going all right. I was in uh, Brownsville, Texas, and Matamoros, Mexico, this weekend. How were they? How how's Brownsville, Texas? Uh, it's. It's all right. We were down there uh, volunteering with a group called Team Brownsville, and we helped feed about like a uh, thousand refugees in a in a camp on the border of Mexico and Texas. Okay, nice. What was the camp like? Just they had they had kind of set up there. Yeah. So it used to be that when people were awaiting their asylum hearings in the U.S., they could wait here. You know, if they have, like, family or friends here in America, they could wait with them and then see a judge wherever they were staying. Uh, but now Trump has this program called the Migrant Protection Policy, and it makes them remain in Mexico where they're not allowed to work and they're not allowed to get housing. So they're forced to live in, yeah, just like a giant four-block tent city where there's, like, 2,500 people living intense like in the mud it's it's pretty dark what was it like there i mean so you know it was pretty uh pretty dark down there yeah it's uh you know because it's been raining and so a lot of people uh their tents are kind of sinking down but we cooked dinner and we went out there and we uh we served them in the rain it was it was good stuff though good food uh yeah we cooked about uh, 1,400 Sloppy Joes, Hell yeah. uh, 200 nice. pounds of corn and beans. Uh, we served about 200 pounds of bananas and 100 pounds of grapes, and then like four giant bags of Dum Dum lollipops. <laughs> what was the spirits like yeah. down there? How were the people? Like, what was it pretty heartbreaking, or are their spirits up or anything like that? Oh, uh, I mean, it's got like kind of a, a community going there, and they've been getting a lot of donations lately. And so now they've got like a a medical trailer and uh, like clean water through this water filtration system that somebody built, and they've got shower uh, shower facilities built now. So uh, things are looking up for sure, and people have been building uh, like pavilion structures over the tents to keep the ground dry underneath. So things are are slowly getting better. Well, that's nice. I mean, how long do you think they're stuck there? Like, what's the what's the average amount of time somebody's stuck in a place like this? Uh, I think most of them are stuck there waiting for their asylum hearings uh, from like four to six months. I know that we've been going since uh, since Labor Day, and we see some of the same people still that we saw the first time we went on Labor Day. Shit! Is there any so way they're stuck there for a while? Is there any way and people lately, could help? Is there any way our listeners could help? Um, yeah, so they can go to teambrownsville.org, and there's a donation section. They're always looking for donations of, like, diapers or money to buy food. Uh, they need a lot of wagons and buckets to carry stuff over the border because they can't leave anything there 
at the border. They have to carry everything, like the serving utensils and the plates and everything back and forth across the border every day. Jesus Christ. Is it... um? I, I guess the uh, uh, is a community like formed there. Is it is it kind of uh, are people taking care of each other, looking out for each other and stuff? Yeah, there's a community, you know, sort of building up around the around the encampment. They even have a their own Facebook group where they, you know, get in contact with one another and post announcements and stuff. So it's it's good to see. It's uh it's not as bad as it could be for sure. That absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, That's awesome that you get the chance to volunteer down there. I I would say that serving people sloppy joes like rocks. As far as like, if I was getting, if I was fucking hungry, like obviously, you know, I'm used to eating all the time, so I would go like six or eight hours without eating, and I'd be like, I'll I'll eat celery, I don't care. But getting sloppy joes, that's like. That's pretty solid. I like that. I've made some good sloppy joes in my day. You just got to add a little bit of stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you got to season yeah, them. Yeah, it's all, it's all thanks to my mom. She's uh, She's got a lot of experience cooking for big crowds, and she's a great leader. And she took me and uh, some of my friends from our local DSA chapter, and uh, we there's a, a kitchen at a local homeless shelter there in Brownsville, that uh, let lets the people cook uh, cook in their kitchen once a day, and so we were able to get in there. And it took us about ten hours from we started about ten a.m. cooking, and then we crossed the border at about four thirty and started serving, and were there till about seven, and we got uh, back to the shelter at about eight. Man, uh, yeah, man, good on you for doing it, and and the DSA out there that that's like really incredible to hear. Uh, I was wondering if you were doing it with the church or with the DSA, but I didn't want to ask. Like, are you guys <laughs> going out there with the church, or are you doing it with the DSA? Most of the people there are from churches. It seems church like uh, it seems. It, I mean, it just. That's what I like about churches, though, is that churches a lot of times will go and feed a bunch of people at the same time. I mean, obviously, they might have an ulterior motive or something. But honestly, like, if you're going down there with the Democratic Socialists of America, it's not like you're not going down there without. I mean, you're a socialist. You're going down there to say, like, hey, look at how the socialists help you. You know what I mean? Um, Exactly. A lot of times it's churches that have the the organizational power and the manpower to get things like that done and political groups or you know sort of activist groups are usually focused on building like local power as they you know sort of should be but yeah we heard about this opportunity to volunteer and we sort of pounced on it yeah that's something brett said a lot after 2016 after the election he was like you know these these republicans these conservatives they they organize, they organize in churches and we like, don't go anywhere. You know, we don't <laughs> have like places to meet up. It's not right. the healthiest thing in the world that a lot of us meet up at happy hours and shit <laughs> or at bars. Like that's yeah. where we, where we do our meeting and organizing. It's like, at least around here, I, every single meeting I've had that was not tied to like work or explicitly tied to like somebody had an inn at the library where they could reserve a room, you just go to a bar. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the only place you can sit. 
That's yeah. the only place that they'll let you sit and talk yeah. and be loud, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I would love to create a place that was a place where people could meet and organize and stuff that's not like focused on profit and selling boots <laughs> you know that would be like the dream there <laughs> well the worst uh the worst thing i saw brian was up here at the mall did i tell you about this it was at a polaris fashion place mall they have a co-working place and there's a kiosk in the middle of the mall and you have to sign up it's like 79 or 199 a month and you get access to the co-working space, but one of them is in the mall. It has one half of a wall on one side, and otherwise you're sitting in the middle of the mall at a table, but you have to pay to sit there. Yeah, I've looked at, I, I actually, me and Brett went and looked at that place. Yeah. At the uh, one that they just built one of those co-working place by our house, and it was like, it's really expensive, but it came with like a ton of stuff, but it also, the room was like smaller than the basement. And it's like, I don't know if we can go smaller than the fucking basement. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we probably got to go a little bit bigger than the basement at least before we move. So, well, it's, it's great to hear that you're doing stuff. And, uh, is that the Houston DSA? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, I love the Houston DSA. Mm -hmm. They were very sweet to us when we were out there. Yeah, and the group, again, uh, people can go to teambrownsville.org, and that's where you can find all the information about the group and the great people who started it. They recently won a big award from GoFundMe, and they flew them out to San Francisco and gave them all this money, so it's nice. been great. That nice. is great. That is awesome, and thanks for doing what you're doing, and thanks for calling Street Fight to let us know. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. You'll have a good night. You too. Oh, living by the border is like the place where you can do real activism. You can. You know? <laughs> and and uh, he said he went back and forth across the border. Being able to do that is is fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I guess like somebody I was recently listening to the other day was saying that like you can. Uh, somebody was saying recently that you when you get that stupid new airplane license you know the new airplane license the they're real making you id yeah you can go to mexico and canada with that oh, so i think i'm gonna really? get that stupid airplane license instead of a passport i just yeah i right i went i'm ahead not trying and to got, get anywhere i yeah i just went ahead and got the passport because i was like it's good for 10 years i might like eight years from now i might <laughs> go somewhere you start right? doing the math on how much it costs to go to a different country and you're God. just like mm, I'm, i don't think i'm ever gonna go well my kid is into my kid is into anime and manga and she eats ramen right yeah and she's like why well, like to go to japan sometime well, and me i was too. like well yeah take a starter trip we'll go on a plane we'll go somewhere we'll go to uh texas or we'll go to california or something and we'll do that and then we'll event maybe we'll go to japan because i like all that stuff too me too and and it's you know i've i've seen a billion pictures about it i've heard uh lots of great things about going there as a tourist looked it up it's like five grand you know if you for, go just for three plane tickets i was talking i i just saw this earlier but if you leave on like new year's eve then you can get 500 hundred dollar round trip tickets to japan 
from here. Really? <laughs> and if you change your, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've looked Ooh, like every shit. year because there's a big wrestling show yeah. in Japan on January 4th every year. Oh, so shit. I always look and a lot of my friends are flying out there for like 500 bucks round trip to Japan oh, from here. Man. Yeah. I'm going to look into that then. That's yeah. good. That's wild. All right, let's take another call. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, a little secret for everybody. I'm making the queue smaller as I take calls because uh, we're only going to midnight tonight because I uh, feel like I'm going to flip out. Uh, thank you. For <laughs> Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who's this? Um, I guess we'll just be Terry. Hey, Terry, what's going on? Um, I have an anti-Christmas bonus story. Oh, did they take money from you? Um, they didn't take money, but, um, just for some background, I'm a, um, long-term substitute teacher. So we get paid by the day. Yeah. And, um, what's happened is I just finished up my first semester teaching like full time and, um, we don't get paid for Christmas break. So fuck, I'm going to be off, but I'm going to be like out of a whole check. Why can't they pay? I mean, why is so when wrestlers are signed? I'm gonna take this to I take everything to wrestling, right? When wrestlers sign, oh, we'll go there later. <laughs> when wrestlers sign a contract, they sign something called a downside guarantee. I think is what it's called, and what it means is yes. I have to drive to the arena and be there, but I might not be on TV because they might not need me. You know what I mean? I might not have a match. They might not need me to cut a promo. And there are guys that only just travel to the arena and never wrestle. <laughs> like there are guys you won't see on TV for months that are at every show. Okay. But, but they yeah. get a, they get what's called a guarantee and, uh, they get like a certain amount of money even when they don't work. And like, uh, it's probably not enough. Or anything like that. It's probably bullshit because they're independent contractors and they already have to travel, you know, which seems like yeah. bullshit and pay for their own travel and their, their insurance or, or stuff like that. But damn, substitute teachers should have some kind of like a downside where it's like, okay, if you don't use me, that's fine. But like, what am I supposed to do when you're not fucking using me? You well, know, the, the yeah. teachers. Well, the thing is, there's enough work that like, um, I could pretty much work day to day, um, as much as I wanted to, but like, um, with the long-term thing, it's nice because I've been in it long enough that I've gotten like a pay bump. So I'm like, I'm making more than I've ever made. So it's not as bad as other times, but I've like not, um, had work for like a couple of weeks at a time, but it still yeah. is like, um, so like do snow you... days. We like, um, lose a day's pay for those. So, um, it's do, like not ideal. Do substitute teachers have a union or is that just the teachers? Um, they, well, the thing is that we can get into the union, but they um, aren't really, like, actively trying to recruit us. Right. So I just joined this year. Ah, okay. But, yeah. like, but the, union, the thing is, yeah. though, but, like, um, at our, like, kind of um, Christmas potluck thing, they had everybody who was, like, a long-term sub stand up, and there's, like, ten of us there out of, like, this whole school. So, like, uh, there is, like, um, a constituency like among us that are like um, right. kind of in this situation. Right. Yeah. Um, so I guess I want to ask you, since you're a substitute teacher, how bad are the kids for you? Um, the thing is that I've been doing um, like this long-term thing, doing special ed. So like 
they've um, actually been pretty mellow this year. Ah, geez. Well, what did yeah, have I you did, ever um, done? Behavior disorder last um, nine weeks, and that was like um, they were all kind of rough on me. What is it? I mean, have you ever done uh, just the general population courses? Yeah, I've done those day to day. Are you in high school? Yeah. And what is that like? What is it like to go in to just the regular old class as the substitute teacher? Like, do you see a like bright glint in in the bad kid's eye? Can you sense my joy? <laughs> <laughs> the kid, like, can you sense the joy of that kid when he sees you? I'd like. <laughs> Not really had, um, like, I've got, like, a couple like that, but usually I, like, just try and be, like, pretty chill about things. It's, like, they don't usually like, part have... of what I was able to do behavior disorder last year is because, like, I don't, es- I don't tend to escalate with them. That's smart. Yeah. I mean, that's how I've found parenting, period, has been for me is, like, just try not... You can de-escalate kids relatively easily, you know? Like, they they do get mad. And they do, they will yell at you and shit like that. But you can usually just be like, look, okay. If you talk to a kid like an adult, 90% yeah. of the time that kid is going to listen to you. I think that's part of like why I can do this job is because like, I don't come from like an actual teaching background and like, I just sort of instinctively just try and treat them like grownups that know fewer words. Yeah. Do you have any kids they- yourself? Uh, no. Are you around any at all? Like outside of school? Um, yeah, one of my other jobs, um, they're like a fair number around, but it's like at a theater. So they like all are like pretty engaged and everything. And right. it's the same kind of deal. You kind of have to treat them professionally because you're all working together to make the show happen. Right. I just tend to think like I, I, I've seen people who don't have kids like around teenagers and I, like a lot of my friends, their kids are all young and they're so weird around my kid. You know what I mean? Like everybody's so scared of teenagers. Oh yeah. People are terrified of them. Yeah. I kind of wonder what it's like for you as a person who doesn't have any real, like, like life experience dealing with them other than being one. Uh, what is, what is it like? Like, what was it like to like student teach or like get out of college? Did, did it, did it freak you out at all? Did you choose high school? Because, uh, 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 when I was thinking about becoming a teacher before street fight took off, that was what I was going to teach is high school. And people told me I was stupid. And I said, no way. (laughs) Have you ever been around a bunch of fucking eight year olds? (laughs) I've like, um, the first thing that I taught was actually like this arts workshop and, I was surprised that it was not a disaster because it was eight-year-olds. And it's like, oh, I can just kind of, if I'm, like, nice to them and uh, engaging and stuff, they'll, um, these kids would make me their mayor if they could. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Brett has said that before, too, where he's like, you can become, like, the mayor of (laughs) eight-year-olds. Yeah. Um, But uh, do you all in all like it? Do Do you find that you like kids? I like it, and the thing is, too, that, um, I don't know, this is like an upside and a downside thing. Um, things are just so hollowed out that there's not, like, a lot of organizational control. Like, I've just sort of been, like, uh, like I had one kid literally show up, and he told me, I'm in your class, and I looked at his schedule, and it's like, it was about three days into the year, indeed you are. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Social skills, it says here. So it looks like I'm supposed to teach you how to socialize better. Because, like, uh, I mostly teach, like, um, I have, like, autism classes and social skills and functional skills are kind of my three that I'm doing. Okay, okay. So this guy, though, it's this is the guy that's turned me into a wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. Because, like, he was, like, he was, like, super shy and withdrawn and everything. I found out, like, just kind of talking to him that he watches, like, all of the wrestling, basically. Yeah. So, I'm like, oh, um, well, I like podcasts, and I like uh, kind of the form of talking. I have recording stuff, so I'm going to have him do a wrestling podcast every week, because he's watching these things all the time. Oh, man. <laughs> that's so smart, though. That's that's the coolest thing. Like, I, if I ever had a teacher that encouraged me to do something like that, like, right. that would have been what a tool. so great. What a tool that is, actually, now, is to yeah. tell a kid, like, that's not engaged to do a podcast. Like, I wish that was around when I was a kid. My dad would have never fucking done that. You know what I mean? Like... My dad didn't encourage any of my shit, you know, and, and chances are, if you're talking to students, maybe, uh, like you said, with behavioral issues or anything like that, maybe nobody's engaging them. And that's the problem. You know what I mean? Like, it's cool that it's cool yeah. that you're, you're engaged. It's cool that you're engaging somebody. And like, are you going to listen to his show? Oh, we do it together. So like, oh, hell the way that yeah. works is like, um, but like um, SmackDown's Friday, right? So he like watches that, and then uh, Monday he watches Raw. Wednesday he watches NXT, and then usually on Wednesday um, I watch AEW. So like we'll like kind of um, be putting together our outline and reading the recaps and everything throughout the week, and then we do a draft on Thursday, and we record that. And then I haven't listened to it again on Friday and like make notes for stuff to like do better or places you can expand or whatever. So like, then we do a second draft on Friday. Oh, this that's, is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. That's really, that is really fantastic. And that kid is going to get something out of that, that no other teacher is going to give him. Just yeah. by telling him by, by telling him stuff, you're teaching him how to have social skills by making him engage in them and doing something productive and fun and, and by uh, saying, like, I care what you have to say about this thing. Yeah. How many people yeah. probably tell him wrestling's stupid? Who cares? You know? And, like, uh, I mean, it, I'm not sure how much people are engaging with him at all, is like the sense that I get. So I'm like, I sometimes feel like I'm like failing him because, I mean, the kind of level of withdrawal and like shyness and everything is like pretty high. But at the same time, it's like he does have thoughts to express about things. So, like, I'm. I feel like this is probably as good a way to get him used to verbalizing things and like um, thinking through an opinion and yeah, going back and, and forth as anything. And that's that's a really great way to break in. It's like if you if you have somebody who is a classmate or a coworker or an acquaintance and they are really shy, whether they have you know difficulties or not, uh, finding an in something you have in common and talking about that. And just giving somebody the confidence that uh, other people are interested in what they have to say, then that kind of goes from there. I I would imagine. I would hope at least. That's really that's really fantastic. Yeah, like this that. is beautiful. Yeah, we've done we've done thirteen of them together so far. Yeah, and like the big thing I'm working on right now is trying to get him to have like more variety because he can kind of get the bullet points on stuff, but like um, I've been trying. 
the, the other thing is that, like, um, I'm, like, very new to this. Like, I just started watching AEW, like, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, basically, so that I could kind of, like, um, show them, well, like, here's how I would talk about it, and here's, like, what I'm doing as far as, like, my outline and my notes and, like, um, I'm kind of expanding on different things and, like, um, talking through different concepts and that sort of thing. Well, so it's yeah, like, um, and, you know, you know, that's just... From what Brian said earlier, people are scared of teenagers. This is why I've never been scared of teenagers, because my level of interaction that I can have with like a baby or a young kid is like, is like, here's something to do. And they come back and they're like, okay, I did the activity. And then you say, okay, you did a good job. Here's the next activity. But you can actually talk with somebody who's you know 11 12 teenage years you can talk with them and you can yeah. communicate it feels with like them. fourth grade is about where a lot of that stuff really kicks in where they really like start to have interests and like yes. um, uh-huh. start to really like have opinions and like stuff you can go like back and forth with them about yeah and that's that's and, so interesting to me and that's like i i would have a convert i like having conversations with people and learning about them so i always i always feel like that's what i that's what i get out of uh interacting with kids just cuz I mean, they have such different experiences and they came from a different time and everything that's what i like about kids that's why i'm like you know i i'm fine with little kids but teenagers are very interesting yeah and and like i think like i talk about this a lot Whenever I talk about my upbringing and stuff like that, where it was like, I was a fuck up because like nobody gave a shit about anything that I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was sort of like, yeah. every time I expressed interest in something, you know, an adult would tell me it was bullshit, which is, you know, nobody's perfect. Right. Like, so I've talked about how my dad would always be like, you know, wrestling's fake when I was watching wrestling. And it's like, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I get why he did it, like why the impulse was there, you know, but like, I always think about like, what if he just sat down with me and pretended like he gave a shit about it, you know, and like didn't say it's fake, Yeah, you know, and you're engaging, you're like talking to this kid on, on you're meeting him where he's at and you're learning about what he's doing. And I just think, I think that an adult engaging somebody like that is going to change this kid's life. This is yeah. this is the type yeah. of thing that will change a person's outlook and a type of thing that will change somebody's life for the better. I truly believe that. This is like one of the most well, beautiful things I've I I mean you're just you're really doing something important. Like I've talked I've talked in the past and I don't know how to do this or or I would love to do it, but you know, if you're a listener and you're in the Columbus area, let me know or if it's somewhere where I'm going. I've talked about I would love to go to a school and talk to kids about podcasting if they wanted to learn about podcasting and and like sort of teach them how to how to broadcast and how to create the content and stuff like that and and like uh just try to engage them and see what they're interested in and 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 what they want to do like I've always said that I'd be totally willing to do that because I love kids and like uh I I I have one myself <laughs> and uh, I love to hear yeah. what they're interested in and what they're doing and what they enjoy. And I, I want to like, I do want to f- make this art form actually last and move forward too. Like I want people to always be just talk. I, I want there to always be talk happening, conversations, engaging and interesting conversations yeah. happening, you know? Yeah, yeah that is. Yeah, that for is- sure. 
fantastic. I I really enjoyed hearing about that. Yeah, let me know if you ever need any help with anything. You you can always message me. I think what you're doing is absolutely beautiful, and I wish a lot more people would do things like that. Yeah. Have a, oh, thanks. Have a great night. Yep, you too. Have a good one. Just like really, that's an incredible. That's one of that. That is a, a truly incredible person that that would do because I just think about like all the times I just think about all the times I expressed interest in doing something and my you know somebody would tell me it was bullshit or it was stupid or it was uh you know or, or like time, no money waste, yeah, my dad would always right. say we didn't have money for me to do hockey but we had money for me to do hockey he just didn't want to take me to hockey and like well, I didn't even want to play hockey. Probably I didn't want to play soccer. But like, you wanted to. You wanted to do something different. Wanted to be told that I was doing a thing. You know what I mean? Like I want to learn I think, if I can do it. I think there's so one of the you know one of the things that I just never clicked with was anime. I just never. I, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just something I never clicked with. And my daughter reads all these manga books. And I will look through them because you have to make sure it's not the the like adult hentai right yes for sure manga stuff <laughs> and uh, I will ask her questions about it because it's like I don't know anything about this and I will flip through and I will be like well I I liked this thing I kind of read a little bit I liked this part and just by engaging somebody positively instead of being like oh you're reading that japanese shit again yeah that's what that like, is what most that's parents like, would do that's though. what a lot of people would do just because dude i laid down in gwen's bed with her last night when we got home from a christmas thing and we laid and watched tiktoks i just watched it on her phone and let her do the moving and tell me what she thought was funny and what she thought was cute cool or what boys were cute and she's always gonna tell me that <laughs> and again you see the boys she thinks are cute and you're like that boy is a snot-nosed little punk with bad hair <laughs> he probably doesn't even know how to ride a bike yet <laughs> yeah well it's all yeah does this kid smoke the cigarette yet has he had like any whiskey or anything what's wrong with this kid yes I kick this kid's ass. I always feel like I'd kick the kid's <laughs> ass. It was like, was like, because I've talked about this on the show before, but like having a daughter, parents are always, you know, they're always like, oh, having a daughter is weird. You know, they're going to date. And the only part I hate about the idea of my daughter dating is like that there is a thing where you have to meet the parent, the the dad, right? And there's like this expectation of a meeting. Mm. where you know she's gonna bring her boyfriend over to meet her parents and then i'm gonna sit down with her boyfriend and i'm supposed to care and like threaten them with a shotgun or something but really i'm just gonna be like hey dude I, this sucks, sucks right <laughs> you know i don't even i don't even know what i would say to some little asshole <laughs> i don't know i don't know i i think like they're gonna be so scared that i'm gonna be talking the guy down probably is my guess you, uh, I met a girl's parents and the dad hated me because I just treated it like who gives a shit, you know? Like, I actually, so I'm dating this girl, right? And I don't have my license. I don't have a job. I'm 18. 
Uh, me and her have been dating for like two months. I'm a real scuzzbag. I'm smoking outside. I'm like, hold on. You know, we're hanging out with her parents. I'm going outside to smoke cigarettes while we're <laughs> hanging out with her parents and, and all this stuff. And, and me, I had to get over there by having somebody drive me over there. My, my buddy, Theo, drove me over there and we all, we both went over there. Me, him and my girlfriend were hanging out and her parents are there. Her dad, Don, and then his wife, and then it's me, her, and Theo. Her dad motherfucking offers Theo a job and hires him. <laughs> he, like, didn't even consider me. Wow. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it just had to be so horrible for him to see me show up, you know? But I, I again, I'm open-minded, though. I don't care who she brings home. If she, if she loves a person and he's kind... Then I don't care. I, I, you know, uh, you, you have a standard for, uh, not letting people treat you like shit. And it's really easy if you don't have any experience with people to let people treat you like shit. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a lot, you know, I, I don't have any, like, first, I don't know. I don't think I've ever threatened anybody. So (laughs) I, (laughs) I don't know like how I would do it. Like, I don't think there's that. I think it really is. What do you is, even say? What's the first word you say when you threaten somebody? I think what's going to happen is this, whatever this kid is, is going to show up and say, hi, Mr. Quinby, how are you? <laughs> and then I'm going to be like, hey, what's up, dude? And then he's going to be like, uh, I really like your daughter. And I'm going to be like, cool, like, be good to her. And then they'll separate. They'll leave. I Maybe yeah. I'll have to have dinner yeah. with them or something. On Thanksgiving, my Our- niece brought her boyfriend over and it was hilarious to me because it was just like was it was it tense he's 13 <laughs> you know yeah he's going to meet the family uh, at 13 that's, weird. that's weird. so young that's weird <laughs> i know he's going to be here next he is not coming to next no. thanksgiving <laughs> no like this is this is irrelevant <laughs> that's like, what i wanted to tell you could have facetimed into this thanksgiving <laughs> he was all dressed up too he was like Aww. dressed up he was wearing like nice clothes and i was like this motherfucker was probably wearing a little peep shirt before he came <laughs> <home>. <laughs> that's so uh and that's the thing that's why i can't it's like all the high school kids, like, I'm sure when I was that age, like, uh, uh, if somebody had been like, oh, that's so cute, like, I would have been like, you shut the fuck up. That's how I would feel, too. That was the thing. <laughs> I remember one time I was 13 or 14 or something. I was at the mall and I was smoking a cigarette. Oh, no, no, that's not what it was. It wasn't smoke. I went to the movie theater. Me and all my friends, I believe even Jason was there. We all went to Woolworth and we bought Durag. Like red yeah. do-rags. We all had red ones. And we all put the do-rags on our head. And it was 10 white kids in do-rags. Okay? And we're all hanging out. We all go see the movie National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. <laughs> and we get to the movie theater. And we're all hanging out. We're all like think we're looking badass. But we're all like 14 to 16 years old, 14, maybe 13. I don't know how old we were just so young that you can't look badass at all. And I went to the bathroom to pee and I was like sort of separated from my friends. And these two like 25 year old guys came in to pee and they're like, Oh, that's cute. He thinks he's in a gang. And it was like so (laughs) devastating to me that I took it off. I took the do rag off. I was like, y'all can wear those fucking do rags. I don't wear this anymore. Oh man. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> hey, you're talking to Street Fight. Who's this? 
Hey, this is Kansas City Street Fighters. Hi, Kansas City Street Fighters. It's very loud. You can. All right, sorry, we're just calming everybody down. Yeah, everybody, cal calm the fuck down. You're talking to the man right now. <laughs> All right, well, this is Garrett in Kansas City, and I'm going to let other people announce themselves around the table if they want to. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, this is Larry. Hi. We've got some people who might have gotten married at one of your shows. I <laughs> Travis is there. What are you doing in Kansas City? Being uh, drinking. Okay. <laughs> okay. You guys having fun down there? Time. I think we're trying to get okay. down there this year. Maybe. To Kansas City? Oh, please do, man. Yeah, we're going to give okay. Kansas City another shot. You better be better All this right. time. <laughs> it was a little quiet. We'll try and make it a little rowdier. Larry and I are coming road tripping this Friday to come see us. We're bringing Kansas City to Ohio, baby. Hey, we've been telling people that you guys are coming, so you better be here. I told I told my father-in-law today. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I told my father-in-law, you guys, that I was like, there's people driving from Kansas City, North Carolina, Buffalo. It's crazy. I can't believe you guys are making a trip, but I, I promise we're going to make this show worth it for you. Hell, yeah. I'm excited. We're going to close yeah, the bar down with you. At least me and Brett are. I can't speak for the Trillbillies and Garbage Brain University and Lindsay, but me and Brett will be at the bar. We're going to close the bar down. We're going to stay there a while, uh, yeah. We got a mattress in the bed of a pickup truck ready to just pass out right afterwards. So we're good. <laughs> oh, I'm so depressed for all of you people that are traveling because, like, I've heard some pretty dire sleeping situations. Marvin's sleeping on my couch, and uh, Drew has seen my couch. It's not a sleeping couch, I can say. It's... Uh, it exists. <laughs> it exists. It exists. But it is not a laying down couch uh, at all. You do not lay on that couch. No, no. It's comfortable to sit in. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I have a question about how uh, being a cheerful Brian for Christmas. What, what is it? Uh, Christmas cheer, Brian. Christmas cheer, Brian. I want to know how that's going. Is it getting like harder and harder or like easier and easier? What's going on? All right. So here's the deal. I'm going to be straight up with everybody. Uh, I have $180 in my bank account until January 2nd. So I'm actually freaking out a little bit, but I'm still happy. I'm having a good time, man. I gave Brett his present and he gave me a huge hug. And it made me feel really good. It's like the sweetest. Him and his wife were very happy. I got them a uh, grow kit for mushrooms and some uh, psilocybin spores. So, yeah. And, and Brett got me a uh, stand sport, which is a very important thing in my life. It was a uh, water bottle carrier that I had and left at an airport in Texas and uh, missed it and almost cried. And uh, now I have them back. Thank God for Brett. So nice. Yeah, I love the boy, and uh, I'm I'm feeling very happy. I'm, I I don't have to do anything tomorrow. Then I go to my parents for Christmas Eve, and then Christmas Day I don't have to do anything. I hang out with my own family at my own house. So it's kind of nice. Christmas cheer, Brian, is still in effect. I I did let my father-in-law yell at me a little bit today. <laughs> But uh, can I, you want to, you guys, I'll, I'll tell you all a little story though. So I'm sitting there and I'm being good. I'm on my best behavior. I'm on my best murder Brian behavior. A few times I threw out, 
a few times I threw out a little leftist shit, you know, but I, but that just leftist shit as in I was telling him because he was like, stand up comedy is dead. And I was like, no shit. And he was like, yeah, you just can't say anything anymore. And I'm like, well, that's not how I feel. I think it's because stand up comedians are a bunch of babies and the art forms dying. You know, I was like, I know a lot of people that are doing really good, really cool, edgy stand up. But like the guys that say that it's dying because you can't say anything are just people who don't want to get criticized. And like, think you can say anything you want in this whole world, but you have to understand that part of the game is that somebody's going to yell at you, you know? So that was as contentious as it got. Okay. That's good. That's not bad. You know, yeah. that's not too contentious. <laughs> And then, uh, so my wife comes in the room, she's drinking, she ate a little bit of edible, you know, and she's like, uh, this fucking crazy woman, this crazy woman comes into the room and says, Gwen learned about the Russian revolution this year. (laughs) Did they know, did they know what it was? Did they know that that was communism? Did they know? Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh. They did. And they just started yelling. They went like this. Yeah. Yeah. Like Stalin and Trotsky and Lenin and Bernie Sanders. And I was like, I could only wish. <laughs> Well, Brian, hi, this is Sarah. We've been talking a little bit about revolutions here in Kansas City, and uh, we think that we have a new revolutionary drink that we want to tell you about. (laughs) What is it? Uh, You need a flaming hot limon Cheetos bag, and you need a handle of Fireball. And you need to... Wait, flaming hot Cheeto, and then uh, during the fireball, you have to pull it from the handle and then chase it with the rest of the hot Cheeto. What is your take on that? I like it. I like it. I like the idea. Back when I was, back when I was a teenager, I used to want to throw a party where we just took a whole pack of bologna and dumped it in a punch bowl and poured just straight like absolute vodka in it and let it like soak. And just be like, the drinks are on me tonight. Like, a, like this is not a BYOB party. I'm supplying all the fucking drinks. But I never had the guts to do it. That's like a revolutionary drink for me. Just making people drink bologna shots. <laughs> well, Kansas City, thanks for calling. We got we we got a few more calls on here that we got to get to. But I, it's really good to hear that many people having that good of a time. Yeah, well, you guys. Uh, have, it's you been guys... great. Everybody's over at my place having a good time. Want to shout out uh, Ben and Sophie who were going to come but couldn't make it. So say out of Brett too. You guys shout out Brett Payne. Yeah. He's sick upstairs. All I'm right. in his house. Brett Payne. Brett Payne also missing out on this wonderful time. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling, everybody. Have a good night. All right. Damn, partying on a Sunday. This that's, is why the holidays are good. Christmas cheer. Yeah, this that is Christmas cheer, Kansas City. They Christmas rock. cheer, Brian, is a success this year. I'm Great. gonna say good. it's good. a riotous success. I need to get some money. That's the thing. <laughs> right now, I need to figure out how to get a little bit of money just to make it through till I get paid again. But other than that, I'm full of it. Everybody liked their gifts. That I got them yesterday. And you know, my big rule, no Target. 
No, no, I didn't buy anybody anything from Target. That was my rule. And why is that the rule? Because you I think just, it's you all think like you junk. think they already own it. Yeah, well, that's my feeling junk. with like the very basic. Like if you go to Amazon and there's a little thing on Amazon that says, what should I give as a gift? And you click that, you can't get anything. So let me ask you this. So let's say, uh, okay. So for example, I bought a gift that was 30 bucks, okay, for somebody. That's not a ton of money. That's a cheap gift. That's but what fine. it was was, yeah. oh, he's going to listen to this show. Now I'm telling him how much it costs. But what it was was uh, I went to the Half Price Books and there was like a magazine sitting there and the uh, used in the kind of nicer book section. Yeah. And it was called LSD. And it was just two academics writing about LSD. And it was like pictures of people tripping and stuff like that. And I got it for him and he loved it. Now, like I could have probably went to Target and spent $30, $15 or even $30 and got more stuff. But it wouldn't have been special. It you wouldn't have been have anything. Got, you could have gotten like three board games. I know. But what is that? You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's the minimum I, amount of thought required. And I just kind of felt like this year I want to like hand people stuff that I think that they will love. You know what I, I mean? Think there's, I think that is the entire point is that the point of spending the money and fueling the fucking machine is that you show somebody that you have an insight into what they like and you are like this is this is how this is part of how i'm expressing my feelings for you is to get you something that i know you'll like because i pay attention to you mm -hmm. because of our relationship we have absolutely and that is getting somebody so i had a buddy of mine uh say he asked his folks he asked his folks what do you guys want? And his dad said, get me a gift card. I don't remember if it was uh, Amazon or if it was some fucking place. And he's like, I'm not going to give you a gift card. I came out of you. Like, if you're not going to give me an idea, I'll make up something and buy you something that I, as your child, think you would like. But gift cards are like for forced gift giving at work. Yeah. Or... If you have an extended relative, that's a child. Yes. If you give, I did that this year, $25 gift cards, $25 gift cards to Amazon. Because you know what? Because if the kid's real little, you give it to your, you give it to your sister, your brother, your cousin, whoever. And if their kids are real little, they don't hand the card to the kid. They use it to buy stuff their kid needs. Mm -hmm. And so that's solid. Right, because they already have people already bought them a bunch of toys, and if they have a sibling, they already have toys. That's like what gift cards are for. But I think that really, I would so much rather have like, a weird thing, just something weird. I've, I've I I got a painting from Bryce at uh, Elevator Tap Room. The he he's the bartender when we do. Uh, when we do the wrestling show and he yeah. made a paint, he painted on a canvas, a painting for me oh, and wow. signed it. And it's beautiful. I love it. That's and awesome. Yeah. It's just like, I get all this. I, I, you know, I get a lot of stuff sent to me. And, and like one of the things that makes me so happy is that like the stuff that gets sent to the PO box or the stuff that we get is like a lot of it's handmade or it's like somebody's passion to, to do something and they're showing you. And I, and I kind of, I love that stuff that like makes me feel good. Like, 
That's it's legitimately touching. And what you do is you actually get something personal and emotional out of a holiday that's otherwise just about buying Jeff Bezos another fucking yacht. Right. Yeah. Because people I mean, I don't mind. Here's I don't want to say it like this. I don't want to say that, like, I think Target gifts are crap because I'll say this. Like, I like getting gift cards. I'm fine with a gift card. It doesn't hurt my feelings to get a gift card. Sure. You know what I mean? It doesn't hurt my feelings to get something from Target that you think I like. If you went and bought me a board game from Target that, like, seems up my alley, then, hey, that's fucking cool. It was just for me this year was like, this is the first year that I've had money in a way that I could, like, really take a look at the people that are in my life. And how much I give a shit about them and show them how much I give a shit about how much I how much I care. And I wanted to give them stuff that I just wanted to give them things that what they said about their personality and and stuff like that. Or like with Brett and with Brett and his wife, like the shrooms thing is just like it it was just like something that was like these guys, they like this stuff. They like hobbies. They like projects. Brett is going to grow gourmet mushrooms because he's a fucking weirdo. And like it's just. I don't know. I would. I love projects too. Nobody ever gives me projects because they're like, I don't want to give them something to do. And it's like, if I had a hobby, I might not have like a ton of anxiety all the time. <laughs> but I don't have any hobbies. People always like my family thinks that my job is my hobby. Like oh, my in laws and my dad yeah. and like not Katie. Katie understands what my job takes because Katie is part of my job. Yeah. She does stuff for the job. But like a lot of the people that are like in my Jason doesn't think it, but like the people that are in my family think. That like, no, you're living the dream. Like you made your hobby your job. And it's like, yeah, then it's yeah, not now your I hobby. Yeah, now I don't have a hobby. And now I don't enjoy the thing that I've been enjoying for years. Now I have to do this. I like doing this. I'm, it's well, not that yeah, I don't enjoy yeah. it. It's that I don't like, it's it's not turning off once it becomes your job. You know what I mean? Like well, a hobby is it's... about turning off, isn't it? Maybe I should start flying remote control airplanes. Uh, you know, uh, I think that I had the same thing happen is a lot of people thought that I liked comics and comic books when I started doing comics and I kind of, you know, in the, in the early two thousands kind of rode this wave of the internet and new media and comics and stuff, you know, before there were memes and viral things. And I think people legitimately thought that I was like having fun drawing pictures and it was like it is that but you have to do now that people are looking at it you are doing something for people which is rewarding but it's rewarding in a different way you have to do something for yourself yeah it was like building like birdhouses or some shit just something where like yeah at the end you're like oh that's great and then like watching movies isn't a hobby (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately watching wrestling isn't a hobby you know i'm just i want to build some i think i just want to build some i was gonna learn how to do neon lights neon signs a couple weeks ago or uh, actually months ago i thought about it but then i was like uh sounds like the equipment's pretty expensive so i gave up on that and you know you know what you ought to do i used to have uh a teacher and uh he was a high school teacher and i worked with him and i did some other stuff i ended up coming back after the fact and and working with him doing some community service type stuff uh when i was in college but he was a woodworker and he had, he would go around, and this really appealed to me, 
he would go around and he would find trees that were downed. And if there was like a downed tree in somebody's yard, he would go up and he had books, but he'd been doing it for so long. He knew he'd say, hey, there's a black walnut tree in your yard. And the guy would be like, yeah, I know. And he'd be like, I'm a woodworker. Can I cut it up and take the tree? And the guy would be like, hell yeah. And so he would go around and get free wood. So that appealed to me. Yeah. Because like if you've got your whole pickup bed is full of chunks of black walnut that's like two or three feet in diameter. Like if you fuck up a bowl, you're like, Mer. you just throw it. I mean, you, yeah, you throw it away. You throw it back in that guy's yard. I don't know what you do with a bowl that's fucked up, but he would put him on a lathe. And so it would spin and he just had these chisels and you just like look at it and you just carve it until you're done. Yeah. I think that and you can get little tiny lathes like over here at Harbor Freight and you can get little chunks of wood and just little chisels. Like as long as you wear safety goggles, it's just like, you yeah, know, you can you get a little chisel and you just hold it. You don't even have to move. You just hold it and the thing spins. Yeah. On the lathe. I considered because on Teen Fight, everybody's talking about journaling. A lot of the women we've had on the show, a lot of people, guests, have talked about journaling. And I was kind of like, man, I really like writing. I could probably write as a hobby. But then as soon as I started thinking about writing as a hobby, I figured out a book that I could write as my job. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm not good at I just don't think I'm, I'm going to work till I'm dead. It's just going to be a thing where I'm just going to work. Which is fine, because you know what? If I was still climbing poles, that would be a sad thing. But now I'm doing this, so it's fine. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got here. Hey, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who's this? I don't know. I think this might be a skeleton. I think it might be me. This, this is you. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, no. Okay. Are you nervous? Uh, yeah, it's I just the most in, so it's just the most important call you've ever <laughs> made in your entire life. It's not yeah, like that big of a deal. At, um, <laughs> you were doing a show in Louisville, but at the time I was 19 and it was a 21 plus show. And you were like, uh, oh, you could just walk in with us as a group. They won't ID you. And did they get I you to go poke my head in to see if any of my friends were there? And then they immediately got me, and they like, they're like, no, you have to leave. Fuck! And I was so sad. I didn't get to see Street Fight Live. Yeah. I can do better you than that now. To, like, somebody to, like let let me like sneak me into the to the show. Ah. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. We we want to go back to Louisville, but we can't find a venue, so it's kind of. Oh, do they not? Want is, is is that place not open anymore? Uh, I just not? don't know how to get in there. We can't find out how to contact their booker. They're like a whole thing mm, going. Okay. Yeah. They they have like a, yeah, a different way of booking. Anyone. There's one place that is just like in the woods behind a warehouse. And I we got to I got to see the the anarchist marching band What Cheer Brigade just play this crazy show in the woods with their fucking like horn instruments and drums. It was just the coolest thing. Okay. What is that called? The Anarchist? Uh, yeah, that, that one's called the Mammoth. That one in the woods is called the Mammoth. The Mammoth? How far out of town is it? Anymore. It's in the middle of downtown, but there's like woods there. I don't know. Okay, that's something I'd like to play. Louisville's, Louisville's weird. Well, I think it, like a lot of the places are um, owned by like Live Nation or some sort of thing like that, and that's why we can't get a venue. 
We aren't big enough. The mammoth is there. Maybe I'll have Katie get a hold of. Do they have beer there by any chance? I don't. I don't live in Louisville anymore. I'm in Utah. Oh well, you're never getting. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. no, we want to get to Salt Lake City. Save us from the Mormons. It's such a Utah's in such a weird place because I, you know, again, we've tried to figure it out, but there's like a fashioning a tour out there. Like, what's it close to, yeah. and how do I make it work? You know, <laughs> not close to anything. It's in the, they they chose it specifically to get away from the U.S. government so that they could practice polygamy. Yeah, yeah, we went there. We we were in the airport, and we were both so pissed off at the laws the whole time we were there, and that was just in the airport. You know, what are the just oh. really strict with liquor? So, oh, yeah. When I got here. Uh, like I wanted to, I just wanted to get drunk uh, one weekend, and I went and bought like a pack of Mike's Hards, and I drank like three of them, and I felt nothing, and I like didn't know what was going on. I was like, did I eat something that is affecting this or what? But I found out that they like sell, they 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 like require you to like lower the alcohol content of like anything they sell in like grocery stores, so. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. I mean, that's how it is I, here, though. They dilute. I, I was so worried that I had, like, dropped the call because my uh, connection's not very good. Oh, no. Uh, they dilute yeah, the liquor so like, here. They call it baby beer, basically. Like, the, uh, and they finally raised it in the past couple months to something a little better, but... But it's like 3%. It's like 3%, right? It's not even right? alcohol. It's like, I might as well just grab a kombucha. I don't... Oh, my God. Is it that bad? Yeah, it's that. It's terrible. What the hell, man? I didn't think that I they mean, made Mike's hard. Feel old, but like, it's really not worth buying. Go to a liquor store. The so, only liquor store is Saint Liquor Store. So Mike's semi-hard um, lemonade. It just doesn't yeah, have the same ring to it. No, no. It sounds like a fucking. Well, you know what it sounds like. <laughs> semi-hard. You know. <laughs> That's wild. Like, what are the bars like there? What time did the bars close? Uh, What's last call? I don't. I don't know. I, I never stayed till last call. I don't really <laughs> go to bars out there. I'm I, with I, you. I just, do, <laughs> I just do psychedelics. Yeah. That's that's even that's cooler though. There should be a bar for psychedelics. There should be bars for psychedelics. And there should be like Denver, you know Denver legalized psilocybin. There should be mushroom bars. And you should, yeah, and you should just be able to go and lay down. And, like, if anybody does anything that, like, harasses other people when they're in a fragile state, you get booted out, right? That'd be, yeah. like, a, that'd be like a chill idea. I just immediately, I thought, well, there should be a place where you can go that just has a bunch of beds. And then I just realized that if there was that, people would just go and fucking it. But Listen to shit. Uh, uh on so at a bar at a club they last call is 1 a.m in okay. salt lake city okay at a restaurant last call is oh they can sell beer until 1 a.m so and then uh if you're on premises and you want to drink beer that's available at taverns beer bars lounges bowling alleys arenas there's a no food requirement to purchase drink from these establishments which can which can so at other places you have to buy food to get the beer 
Like oh, there's wow. just all kinds of beer shit. They they like are crazy about liquor in Salt Lake City. It's so weird, man. It's just so like I, I remember going this is down kind of ironic because I I know someone who has been writing an article uh, that just got published in the Journal of Psychedelic Science, a scientific <laughs> journal basically, uh, about the likeliness and possibility of psychedelic use in the early Mormon Church. Um, oh yeah, it's, it's widely believed that like Joseph Smith was like giving datura to his early followers, maybe mushrooms. Uh, he's on record trying to buy peyote. Uh, probably for some sort of temple ceremony. Uh, and there's all sorts of stuff that suggests this in his records. And like Joseph Smith's, fa- Joseph Smith's father used Datura, so it was uncommon. I wonder if... And they picked the worst... They picked the worst thing to take, too. Yeah. Like, you guys could have <laughs> yeah, taken well, something more it, chill. It explains why like, it's a sort of uh, like paranoid cult. It does explain how scary. I, I mean, people always tell us when we've talked about doing Salt Lake City, they're like, oh, you got to watch out for for the Mormons there. What is do you know what that like means or are they like, yeah, that's what they always say. Oh, you got to watch out for oh, the Mormons there. And it's like, are they like mean or do they come <laughs> and get you or something? Are not mean. They're o- they're overly polite, in fact. Um, but there's specific like offshoots of Mormonism that broke when they stopped polygamy. So they still practice polygamy. They, they're like completely off the government books. Most of them are like, call themselves like sovereign citizens. Nice. Um, Like uh, not nice because like they're rampant with abuse. Ah, shit. Like hierarchies, patriarchies. The, uh, the leader of the biggest polygamous sect was arrested uh, within the last decade, Warren Jeffs, uh, or was that Warren Jeffs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know so, Warren like, Jeffs is. Hold him as their prophet and stuff. Weird. Um, I gotta go there. Yeah, I gotta go there. He still has 110 million dollars because the judge like reversed the decision to like strip him of his assets. So now he's got infinite money in prison. <laughs> That's um, fucking. Is he getting they, out? Like, do, they do child labor. They like. It's all sorts of crazy stuff. They're like super insular. Um, I have a buddy who like in public, but they will not talk to you. Yeah, I have a buddy who. Go ahead. I have a so you see the fundamentalists in public, but they can't talk to you. I, me and my fiance saw them in Victoria's Secret buying lingerie for the one guy that they're all for. Oh my god. but they, they don't talk, so you, you can see them in Walmart, but they're, like, terrified of the outside world. It's like that what, M. Night Shyamalan movie, I think it was The Village. That like, is wild. Like that. I mean, it's, it's bad. I grew up with it's a like, guy, I, I grew up with a really good buddy, he's probably listening to this show right now. I mean, and I, I think he's great, but his parents were Mormon, and I went to the church one time with them just Did to, you? yeah Was i mean it's temple? not weird no like we're not you're not allowed in a temple oh, like okay. I, I wouldn't have been allowed yeah, in a did temple you have your ear piercings in or anything tattoos yeah no but it was like even they will look down on you for that yeah pop and stuff is also like right. you can't drink caffeine and stuff like that but i did go to the that's, church that day years. it's interesting yeah 
like Diet Coke is sort of kosher now. They're not like technically uh, endorsing it, but they're not like condemning people for it anymore. Yeah, I mean these guys. Can't drink coffee or tea though. These guys were like more liberal, I think. Mormons, they seemed like because mm-hmm. they their kid went to like public school with me, and he. Oh yeah, everyone goes to public. School. He didn't go on a mission or anything, but he had a baby when he was 16. Okay. So that was probably uh, why he didn't go on his missionary thing or well, he wouldn't have gone anyway. Yeah, he was that yeah. type of guy. But he Uh yeah, you have to pass like a like a bunch of different interviews and stuff in order to go. Yeah. I the the last time the last time I saw So uh, sorry, what, I was just going to. Yeah, I was just going to say the last time I saw a Mormon out on a mission was was 2012, and I remember it because he stopped me and I was like, uh, I know this guy's Mormon, but I'm not like I'm not ever shitty to people, right? No. So, uh, so he was talking to me and he's like, Oh, you know, I'm from the Mormon. I I was like, I know what Mormon is, and he was like, Well, you know, we've been grain, we've been. Uh, you know, gaining acceptance. And he was kind of talking to me and I was like, look, I'm going to let you go. There's a guy fucking running for president. Who's a Mormon dude. It's 2012. <laughs> like just everybody knows what Mormon is. So just cut to the chase. <laughs> like have a good one. Right. I have. Okay. But so what was, what was the actual Mormon church like inside Brian? Cause I've been to Catholic church. It was just a regular, it was like a, a Christian church, like any old church. I didn't even know it was Mormon until like way later. I just remember how conservatively the people dressed as compared to like going to a regular old, like whatever the yeah. Christian church was in my neighborhood. Like, they will like tell you, you have to wear a white shirt because it represents like purity and like obedience uh, to God and stuff. So like if you show up in like a button down that isn't white, uh, it's like, whoa. Yeah. They actually, it's funny. This is this, this happened to me when I was there. I was there with like three of my friends. We, he, these motherfucker, his parents had us let him have a sleepover uh-huh. and put a tent out back and we got to camp outside and which yeah. meant we could sneak out and go running around the neighborhood because we were outside and his parents were inside going to bed. So we were like, fuck yeah, man, we'll stay the night. And then the next morning they were like, well, we're all going to church now. So they, they loaded us all up in the fucking car and took us <laughs> to church. <laughs> and uh, they took us into they I had to go to Sunday school like the 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 kids section i was 14 or 13 maybe 12 i don't i don't know how old i was but i had to go to the kids section i was already smoking cigarettes and like drinking (laughs) alcohol i'd probably been high before and i'd probably already done lsd and uh you know do you remember the game show remote control yes with colin quinn and ken over what it was for the listeners that don't remember it was a game show on mtv where they asked trivia questions about tv and then, you know, that was all it was. It was like Jeopardy, but for TV. And it's called Remote Control. Yeah. And uh, they had the board game of Remote Control at this church, right? And they were like, today, we're going to play Remote Control. And I was like, right on, dude. I love, the, I love that show. That's like my favorite fucking show ever. <laughs> I watched it all day and all night, all the time. And they were like, you'll get the clicker. If you hit the clicker, that's your 
button. It makes a noise right. if you hit the clicker, and then whoever hits the clicker gets to answer the question. And then if you get it wrong, you go to the back, and the next person comes up, and you know whoever wins gets a prize. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm going to tear this thing up. And it was all questions about the Book of Mormon, oh, which I, I knew it. had no fucking <laughs> anything. I didn't know shit. And that's not even in the regular Bible. That's, that's, not a, even, that's, that's a separate book. It's right? a separate Bible. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's the, so it's the expansion. It's the expansion pack for the Bible. It felt like they were trying to humiliate like, us in a way. <laughs> No, no, because you have it drilled into your head to like, it, it's, they'll encourage the kids to like invite their friends to church or church gatherings or whatever. Yeah. And so I remember, I think I've did, I've done that once or twice as a kid, but like all the games that they have are like, they'll take like a normal thing and make it into like a Book of Mormon like thing. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I was expecting yeah. It's so amazing. How did they do it? Was it like on a screen or something or was it like written out? They were just game? reading it off of a like a piece of paper. Like, like the host was had a piece of paper and would read you the question. I mean, here's the good and thing. They were asking you about like Nephi and shit and you had no Yeah, I was a jobber <laughs> no anyway. It, whatsoever. it was fine. I was a jobber. I made the other kid feel good about himself. I just go up there and lose, you know, like, yeah. ah, dang, you're a lot smarter than me, dude. <laughs> So you had sex first, buddy. <laughs> well, he's going to the, the highest level of triple heaven where he mm. gets to become God. Oh, I'll be there. <laughs> I'm turning Mormon right when... Yeah, I'm going to turn Mormon right when the LSD thing happens. And you get there yourself, the Torah. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. It's fine. I'm going to change to believing in God right before I die is my plan. There was a famous, ah. there was a famous guy. Uh, there's a lot of famous guys who did that. Yeah, smart. It's like right when you're laying in the deathbed and you know it's going to happen, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, I believe in God now, just in case. Yeah, but that's like the optimal thing because you have to spend none of your life going to church and doing any of the stuff. You And you can be like normal nice. Yeah. And you can't be like, I have to be nice because I believe this other stuff <laughs> that makes me be nice. Jesus I'm nice because I want to. But yeah, anyway, not to yeah. not to get into all that, but well, uh, well, triple triple heaven. Yeah. Thanks for calling, buddy. That that was really fun. Yeah. Have a good night. Well, I didn't get anything I was going to bring up, but yeah, have a good one, guys. You Thank too. You that so was much. fun. Thanks. Mormons, dude. Yeah, that Mormon church thing was an enormous bummer to me and that like... Uh, and, and that like I I was like ready to fucking slay at remote control. Oh, you ready thought it was to gonna be slay. You thought it was gonna be real questions about TV too. Yeah. The the one uh -huh. thing I know everything about. <laughs> that's that's what I watch. I was like a kid. Yeah, that was my religion <laughs> when I was that age. Was MTV. I sat and watched TV all day. It's all I wanted to do. You couldn't drag me away from that fucking thing. Yeah. You know, people are always like talking about kids and screens. People my age talk about kids with the screens. And it's like, man, I was in front of a screen from the day I was fucking born, dude. My head has always been in a screen. My, uh, my kid's doctor, because uh, our insurance is garbage, but they pay for her to go to the doctor every year, which you have to take her anyway. Once but, a year. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, so we go in and every year 
she goes and she hops up on the paper table and she's sitting there like crinkling the paper and the doctor comes in. The doctor's like, all right, let me check like all your eyes and your hair and whatever she checks. I don't know. And uh, then she's like, okay, in screen time, my daughter will always look over at me and then look at the doctor and the doctor will be like, how long do you think you spend on screens? And she'll look at me and she'll be like, an hour a day. And the doctor's like, oh, that's good. That's as much as you need to be spending. And I was like, yep. <laughs> Man, I, here's a bet. Here's a little bet, though. I'll bet you I had more screen time than some kids these days. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> did were you on it for more than a fucking hour? That's two, that's two little shows on MTV. I know. I would get home from school and lay down on the fucking couch and just watch TV until I went to bed. You know? Yeah. And I would sometimes stay up extra because they put the good shit on MTV at like one in the morning. Like yeah. The weird shit. So I would specifically stay up watching more of it. Yeah. <laughs> did you have, uh, did you have the box? Yes. And I watched it a lot and <laughs> would go over to like other kids' house and order videos. Oh shit. Would you? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. would, we would always like my jam and my friend's jam was always like flick back and forth between MTV and the box. That's what we did. And then we would throw BET in there too. Just to catch some rap music. Yeah. Yeah. That's solid. The box was like pretty, the box was pretty solid rap music. Yeah. It was when mostly we watched rap, it, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. yeah, they didn't play a lot of like rock music on the box, but the box kicked ass, man. We yeah, we used to uh we watched mostly the box. MTV, it felt like sucked. The box was basically just like id in a way, yeah. where it would be like yeah. if a song's a hit, you'd see it six times in a in a row. <laughs> and I always imagined I remember thinking this, like, if you wanna see Jump by Crisscross. Like you can wait, you can wait a maximum of like 10 minutes and it'll come on. I, I was just thinking like, I can't imagine who would be there at like three o'clock in the morning and jump by crisscross is not presently on. So they're like, fuck, I got to hear this right now. <laughs> I mean, you would do, I mean, it's such a weird thing because like, it is not instant gratification when no. it comes to that either. It was no. like you did it and waited a minute and then it came on. It was yeah. like very much like, but if you had to hear a song, you had to hear a song. You know, if you're waiting all day for Jump and Jump never came on. Oh, yeah. Ugh, then you didn't hear Jump for a day. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Let's see what we got here. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who's this? Hello. Hey. Hey, sorry, I was on the other side of the room. Uh, hey, this is uh, Randy from Pittsburgh. What's up, Randy? How's it going? What's going on up in Pittsburgh? Um, not much. I uh, I just got myself back from a walk. I'm a bit of a walking boy myself, not quite at your level, but um, I did about I think 22k today. Okay, but 22k. It's uh. Let me tell you something, buddy. Yeah. I, I had to uh -huh. drive a lot today, so I'm only at 4K. That's probably why I'm throwing up and feeling all that anxiety. So, you won today. Yeah, that happens every once in a while. Honestly, I get down on myself if I get less than 10, but probably a couple times a month, something happens or I'm feeling a little lazy at one point or another, and that ends up happening. So, But, you know yeah it's been so warm it's so warm it it's a shame if it gets to be like 50 degrees during the winter i want to use it to walk like that yeah, is kind of like i have I, to do yeah, this i so. i do that too it's like 
compulsive. I'm like, it's not going to be like this for two weeks. I got to go. No, it's I I mean, here you'll get like a 50 degree, 48 degree day every couple weeks. And you're like, I got to use this. This is this will be used. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to try and get up to Pittsburgh this winter. We're shooting for it. We're working on it. Give them a real show. You know, we've never given them like a yeah, they'll be good. <laughs> yeah, I um, I uh, helped out kind of getting hooking you guys up with that brewery last time for the DSA fundraiser show. Yeah, so just kind of happened in a weird thing where you guys mentioned it on a show that you were talking to some people and I jumped on like the DSA Slack and saw that there was like a very confused conversation about how to get a venue and stuff like that. So my roommate at the time was Greg. Uh, the owner of the brewer up there. Yeah. Um, shout out to Greg. He's probably listening. Um, but we were able to kind of like have another very confusing conversation to kind of get you guys up there. So it's like really happy because Greg's a big street fighter too. Yeah, we want to so yeah, come that back up. That kind of all came together. Yeah, we want to come back up. I was going to say that you can definitely, we can make it happen at the brewery if you guys want to do that again. I mean, as you saw, we have the space for it. Um, or not we. I mean, I don't work there, but I just know everyone. But shoot me a message. I'll, I'll get you another, shoot me a message, and yeah. I'll get the email address to my wife, and she'll send an email. We get it started. Yeah, I'll do that. All right, I'll do that, uh, and I'll get you another microphone that works because that was actually my fault. <laughs> it turns out they, the, you know, the the people who run that space next door, which is like not technically the brewery; it's the landlord. I mean, it's. That's boring, I guess. But they had like one mic and an amp, and then I I volunteered to kind of like make the rest of it happen and like get the chords and stuff. And so my band had like a couple mics, and even the the one guy in the band, he was like, "Yeah, this one, this mic definitely works. Here's a chord. This mic, I'm not sure if it does." And I was like, "I'll take it." And yeah. We went, and of course, it like was cutting out and stuff, but. You know, you rolled with it, which I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. We, you know, it, shit happens when you're out there. We've had it all the time. Well, what's going on tonight? Um, nothing. I'm. Um, I guess I was thinking about like, uh, like holiday bonuses and all that kind of shit. I don't really have anything to contribute to that. I would say that like this is like the first time I've had like time off for a holiday, like for Christmas and shit, like ever. Yeah, that's like. I'm not taking a pay cut and stuff, which I'll say that's nice. I'm like not used to it. I have off till the second, which is pretty tight. And um, not, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what to do with myself, you know. I have like chores to do, friends to see, family to see and stuff. But um, I guess I'm just trying to make the most of what I got right now because I don't expect these things to kind of, uh, you know, jobs don't last forever, you know. Yeah, I mean, I was sort of the same way until about three years ago when Street Fight became my job. I always worked all the way through the holidays. I've never had the holidays off. Like this is that's how I was. This is the first time that I have had. I mean, I take I don't take a ton of time off with Street Fight though. I'm I'm I kind of I'm we're still working. You know, we're gonna do a Wednesday show next week, not this week. Maybe I don't know actually. Yes, we are doing Wednesday because it's New Year's Day, but like uh, <laughs> night. So like, uh, yeah, yeah, we're still working. It's just like it's a lot easier to do this than it is to do the fucking 
do a real job. And especially this time of year, it's always like trying to finish up. You know, my wife always has to like close the fiscal year at her job. And at the, that sounds like hell. She's always working like 16 hour days and shit at the time when everybody else is like chilling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, I've never, I said, yeah, I've never had off because I, I was like always in the service industry, like waiting tables or something or, um, broke, you know, um, and couldn't take the time off. And so I guess I'd say like the last couple of years I was working at the same place where I am now, which I'll not mention, but like, you know, it's just like an office or whatever, but I was contracting for a couple of years before they hired us on full time. And like, <clears throat> one thing I noticed that like we were, when I was contracting, like that, you know, the flexibility, which they like say is an advantage. Like I was like, well, fuck it, I'm just going to, like, make this the advantage. And so I took time off whenever I wanted, and no one could say anything about it. And you kind of, like, be, be able to be in and out of the office and, like, without any sort of, like, um, I guess, like, yeah, no one giving you grief about it. Yeah. But I counted up that I took last year 22, like, as a contractor, 22 unpaid days off plus Jeez. a lot of, like, half days and stuff. Yeah. So, like, that's a lot of time. You know what I mean? But it was, like... Well, like, fuck it. Like, they told me I could take time off whatever I want. Like, I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, that's, like, I don't know. I think it's, like, over $3,000, you know? Like, that's a lot of money that I, like, didn't get because sure. I'm going to take off on a nice day to go, like, live my life, you know? Yeah. But when we, they hired us on, like, this is one of those places where, like, uh, you know, they want to make it comfortable or they kind of, like, act like it's a really comfortable thing and kind of give you those, like, tech kind of, like, uh, perks or whatever but one of those things is the unlimited paint time off is what they say oh and shit like, wow yeah and and like but like the trick is like no one takes much time off because like everyone's afraid of leaving you know yeah and so like and there's there's like the assumption kind of like when you first kind of get on of like well someone's counting these things and like making a list <laughs> and like if you're at the top of the list then like something's gonna happen or something but i gotta say i mean i was like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna live my life and do what i want to do and you know if someone wants to say something about it go ahead but like so my goal this year was to beat 22 days <laughs> off but like but actually get paid for them you know yeah and like i said i said that to my brother because he worked for like you know, like a regular, like he worked for like a gas company or something like for 15 years, like a, like a normal, boring, conservative kind of office. And he was like, dude, that's way too much time. Like whenever he got hired on, he got like 10 days a year vacation. And then like by the time he left, he had like 20 or something like that. He's like, you can't take that much time off. And I was like, we'll see. Like, let's, let's see how this goes. And so I'm like, you know, I'm feeling it out all year. I'm like, I went on a couple of trips, like took off to go like, uh, do little things and you know um, oh and I'm, I'm the I'm that beekeeper guy so like remember I get, got you guys some honey when you came into town yeah so, like I take I take days off to go beekeeping and stuff like that's my side business and stuff like when it's nice or whatever and um, all year I'm like feeling it out but I see that like yeah no one's saying anything to anyone about like time off and stuff and like my direct supervisor is like a very cool person who I get along with who like always, um, you know, presents herself as like, she's there to kind of like protect us and like be my advocate to the higher ups. And like, uh, I can be like really straight with her about stuff, you know? 
So every, you know, if I ate sick, like she doesn't, if I ate a sick day, she doesn't, uh, like she thanks me for taking off, you know, and like not getting anyone else sick. And like, she, like, I, every time I say like, hey, I'm going to like take a few days off to do this or that, like, you know, I'm a little hesitant. I'm like, at some point they're going to say no. And she's always like, yeah, that's a great idea. Go for it, whatever. So I, end of the year, when I was like leaving the office the other day, I counted up because I haven't uh, been, I've been, I guess, collecting the dates, but not counting them up. Mm -hmm. But I counted up. So I had uh, 18 days off, like 18 paid days off. Okay. You know, plus a lot of half days, whatever that was. But then they like basically uh, gave us like mandatory Christmas vacation off because I was planning on going in for a couple of days to kind of break it up. I kind of didn't want to get called out on taking a million days off or whatever, but they were like, no, like don't come back until the second. So it was like 18 plus six. So I beat it. I got 24 paid days. All off right. Like, nice. No, and, and no one gave me shit about it. Like everyone was like, yeah, that sounds great. Like where, where are you going next? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's cool. So like, you know, if, if somewhere someone is pissed about it, um, I, I haven't heard about it. You know what I mean? And like, I'm assuming that it's like enough, other people in the office are pressured not to, or imagining yeah. the pressure not to. So like they're making up for it, you know? So, but I do kind of like the, I guess I kind of relate to how Brett talks about like working places where like, I kind of like work my way in, in a certain place. And then I'm like, so that I can kind of slack off on the side, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I guess that's been working for me enough. I mean, I don't know, like we'll, we'll see like, and I think it would take more than one, uh, conversation about it for like uh, the paperwork to start to get you fired like in trouble or anything like, yeah. yeah yeah you know what I mean so like I think I would get a big heads up if someone was like hey we, we're uh, noticing this is a lot or something so hell yeah uh, so I'm, I'm pretty happy about that so that's, that's great like a, I guess it's a it's a street fight it's a Christmas, Christmas miracle for sure take this advantage of those Christmas miracle show Brian I love to hear it it's legitimately cheering yeah. me up yeah well, it's thanks fantastic. for thanks for calling, buddy. Have a good night. Yeah, well, um, I'll be in touch. I'll send you guys an email that can be directed to Katie about booking or something. Yeah, whenever you guys want to come out, we can make it happen. Cool, thanks. And um, I've, I've actually I got tickets. Me and my girlfriend will be coming up to the show next week. All right, so, uh, we'll be up there. Hell yeah! I'll say what's up? And uh, what's up to Drew? I hear you there. Uh, I see you. Um, I want to say, Drew, I listened to a couple of episodes of your podcast last week. Oh, Garbage and, uh, Brain? Big fan. I enjoyed it. I, yeah. I oh, listened awesome. to the dogs one <laughs> and uh, yeah. Brett on the flyover one, which was yeah. cool. Oh, that was, uh, that's awesome to hear. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, we're going to try to get Brian on sometime in the new year. The so, elusive uh, Brian. The <laughs> so hard to get on your podcast. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks for calling hey, in, and yeah, I'll introduce you, yeah. you to Katie, so then you can do the whole thing. Just don't email my wife. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. Bye, buddy. All right, so we're down to two left, so we're just going to pop these last two, and uh, we're going to go home for Christmas. Hey, thank you for calling Street Fight. Who's this? Hey, is this me? Yeah, it's you. All right. Uh, hey, it's uh, Sam from Pittsburgh. I'm actually a friend of Randy who just called. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, first time caller. So, yeah, here we go. Um, yeah, I'm just sitting here 
in my apartment, my cat straddling the couch, and uh, uh, yeah, I got like a Christmas bonus, anti-bonus story. Um, so I work at a, uh, we, it's a bad place, um, <clears throat> like we make um, like metal boxes and closures for camp, like security cameras, and you can imagine where all they end up going. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it's like a small business. It's like like fifteen people, but it's, uh, like very lucrative, and um, and you know that all kind of goes to the top. Um, so uh, yeah, like our CEO dude, he like has like a private plane that he just like will come in and uh, like sandblast parts for his own personal projects and stuff, and uh, you know whatever. But um. It's a, it's all right. I mean, as far as like helping me survive and whatnot. But um, uh, yeah, this is the first time I ever got a Christmas bonus, and it was a, uh, it was nice. Uh, but like immediately right afterwards, uh, they're going around and they're like collecting money to uh, uh, to give to the CEO. Like, <laughs> Did you give money? You just got to make sure he has a good no, year. Like, no, I was like, no, well, like as my manager comes around, he, uh, he used to work at a candy factory. So I call him the candy Lord. Um, <laughs> he, he's like going around. He's like, yeah, we're going to give him 20 bucks each. And, uh, I hope he really enjoys it. And, uh, <laughs> I'm like, totally like, I did not understand. I was like, just, I was shocked. Like I've never been approached like that. And I was just like, Dude, I fucking need money for electric, and I overdrafted. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I cannot do that. But I just, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, that right. that sounds and very I'm, much. That's like an amazing real life version of how much do y'all tip your landlords? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how much they just gave him money? How they gave you a decent bonus, but then some bootlicker went around and collected twenty bucks from everybody just to give back to him. Yeah, yeah, oh. uh, yeah. It was really, really stupid. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't know when we were getting the bonuses or whatever. But um, <clears throat> I was like, I had heard about the uh, the whole like money thing or like we're giving money to the CEO thing. Uh, previously and i was like i'm not i can't afford it and then like they give us a bonus i'm like oh this is this is why they give us the bonus so <laughs> now i can afford it uh, <laughs> anyways when the time came around and they're like collecting the money i'm like ah i, I forgot and then i just started like stop making eye contact with anybody so, like, <laughs> i don't have any cash on me man of, i don't and i really didn't have money dude like i was like like I said, I overdrafted. I'm like, I do not have that money. And I'll tell you why I can't get money. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it stupid. And, um, like the, the logic, like the comes at, yeah, the logic where you go and you're going to work someplace because you need money. And then they're like, let's all be festive and give us the money back. Like that, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's not why yeah. I've been coming in here, you guys. That's not festive at that's all. Not I'm not festive. I'm, I don't no, feel but... festive at all right no. now. I feel not festive. 
<laughs> yeah, like thank you, sir, for uh, paying me just under the poverty line so I can stay on medical assistance <laughs> and get all my health get for free. <laughs> um, God damn! I I but, mean I I would love to talk to the guy that decided to collect the money. That is the uh, that's like just get in that guy's mind. It's 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 a shit show, man. Like um, yeah, like so the day comes that he's gonna he had gathered all the money and then he went himself and he like he has us all in the break room before the ceo comes in and he's like he's like a like a uh just like a kiss-ass little pig just like just squealing about he's so excited to like give this guy all his money and he's like he's like yeah i got him a got him a hundred dollar gift card to his favorite italian restaurant hundred dollar gift card to his favorite thai restaurant he really loves that Another hundred dollar gift card to Lowe's for his new deck. I'm like, <laughs> like we're supposed to be excited for it or some shit. I'm like, yeah, good for you. You got a deck. I got a studio. <laughs> a fucking three hundred dollars in gift cards. A gift cards for a rich man that owns a business. Yeah, and they you know, but rich pe- people that people that get off on on doing the the I'm the rich guy thing. You know he was like, "Thank you, I do deserve it." And he went to the fucking restaurant and he probably paid with the gift card and didn't tip. Yeah, yeah, probably. One hundred. Can you take the tip out of the gift card? Like, can you tip the waitress out of my gift? (laughs) (laughs) He absolutely did that. He absolutely did that. Yeah, (laughs) that is a crazy story. The the giving your boss a a tip is a, a gift like that big is. Well, I mean, if they would have done five dollars and got him something nice, like world's best boss mug, maybe one dollar and a mug that said world's best boss and or something, that's you know, fine. Yeah, you know what? Feel it, better. Yeah. It's just, Brian, it's like what you were talking about earlier, giving somebody something that shows, hey, I I know you well enough. I've listened to you and I know what your personality is like. I'm going to give you something that I believe you would enjoy. Then like of course, uh, somebody who's the CEO and their whole thing is like making money. There's nothing else that they do enjoy. So yeah. just giving them money probably yeah. is a reflection. I mean, just hand them the fucking money then. The gift card thing is so hand, weird. Handing them a stack of <laughs> yeah. cash would be really funny, especially if it was mostly small, crumpled up bills. Just yeah. like we we were yeah. fishing these out. With I some fished, change. Yeah, like I got this out of the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, handed some rolled up coins oh yeah you know like canadian dimes from, from under the couch <laughs> right <laughs> all right man thank you for calling in uh it, it was yeah. sad actually but thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for- oops all right we're taking a last call and then we are going home for the holidays thanks for calling street fight who's this uh this is andrew from iowa What's up, Andrew from Iowa? How you doing today? Uh, nothing much. I'm doing I'm doing really, really good. Uh, I'm a first time caller to the show, and I, I've actually only seen you guys from. Uh, I, I heard you guys mentioned on a Chapo episode, and then I ended up like watching you guys, and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit! I want to I want to see these guys live." So you guys need to come down to Iowa City or Des Moines. Is that would be a great place for a show. There are so many good venues down here. We did Des Moines. And it uh, would be. 
there's there's definitely the crowd down here for you. Well, we'll 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 try to work out coming back out to Iowa. We we did it two years ago. We did Des Moines, but uh, we'll we'll give it a we'll we'll try to get back out there. Yeah, I just I just uh, I just turned eighteen not too long a long while ago, so I'm de- I'm definitely down to get you uh, to get you guys back down here again because I would love to see a, another show of you guys down here because I saw I saw some of the stuff live and I was like ah damn man well if I'd known about you guys sooner I would have like shelled out all the money I needed to go out and see you guys. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll we'll come back through. We're touring all year this year. It's uh we're we're pretty Hell nonstop yeah. dudes. We're we're getting back on the road in April and we're gonna be out until at least the inauguration. So we're out that we'll be yeah, out there. Yeah, no. You you guys you guys I mean so I have a I have two things. So my what, my first thing is a very small thing. It's just that I just want to say uh, I am so so excited to see. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys talk about it on the show yet, but the Rage Against the Machine reunion. Yeah, you're excited about that? Happened for it. Oh God, it is. I'm I'm telling you right now. I work. Uh, it's actually it's my second job ever right now. I'm an intern for the Bernie Sanders campaign, and I do uh like canvassing work at my high school. And I'm I'm trying to save up enough money and like convince my parents like this is because they always go out of the country like once a year or so. And so I'm like, hey, like let me be this trip. Like let's go down to like. Well, like let's go down to like wherever they're at in California and like go see that show. I got, I already got like a couple of like thousands saved up to go down and see it because like that, that's the show I like. I gotta see in my entire life. Yeah, because I wasn't like I wasn't really born for that era, no. you know. <laughs> no, so not if you're eighteen. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like it was one of those. It was one of like because uh, my parents had me growing up listening to. uh like 90s rap and like system of a down and stuff like that you know and so uh, rage against machine was just like one of those things and then i'm like oh my god like now i can relive like the thing that i got to miss so um, yeah. i'm how stoked for that i'm i'm nerding out so hard over it but oh, yeah that's uh, great i hope you get a, there yeah it, oh god i hope i do too and then the uh, the second thing is i don't uh, I don't necessarily have a Christmas bonus thing, but I guess it's uh, just a good note to end off of. Uh, I know the, uh, the 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 caucus and all and that kind of stuff is coming up soon, but there's a there, there's a lot of I think good stuff happening in Iowa, and there's a lot of like important stories of uh, like people to talking about. And I I, I just uh, just for talking I guess about the uh, good fight up here in Iowa. There's uh for I guess kind of side of like Christmas bonus and that kind of stuff. There's um uh, uh a couple of stories of like a lot of uh of nurses and things that are working here and like their healthcare that have been like working here really really hard. And I know like a lot of them are staying over for Christmas and we've had a uh, we've unfortunately had like a lot of incidents of like you know like nurses of like high CNAs and stuff being let go. And it's really sad because like a lot of the, um, uh, a lot of the, you know, nurses aren't getting like paid. And so there's just not enough people to stay and take care of them. But, uh, luckily though, there's, um, uh, there's been a lot of like change and pushes and like nurse organizing and that kind of stuff to maybe hopefully get some nurses associations, but basically unions like force those conditions to get better, which is like, I don't know, it's a really good thing because like, it's just one of those things that can help like mobilize people and that kind of stuff. And 
it's I, a, a lot of a lot of this shit is you know hard for people around the holidays, but it's like one of those things that I know like makes it a lot better for people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's well said. Yeah, it was uh, it was just one of those things. Cause I know there's a, there's a lot of people that spend like the holidays and stuff like that alone, uh, or have a lot of the you know their family or stuff in nursing homes. And it was just one of those things that, cause like, I'm going to be a CNA soon. Cool. Uh, I'm taking it through my community college. And it was like one of those things that I know, like, uh, you know, healthcare system shit, jobs are shit, everything's kind of shit. But, uh, it's a lot. It, it was just one of those things that's kind of like approved here in Iowa. So I don't know. I just that's thought great. That's good to hear. Like Hell yeah. That's great to hear. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for calling in, buddy. Ha- have a, have a good holiday. Yeah, you too, man. Keep on kicking ass and fighting the good fight. Thank you. I will. All right. Well, that's Street Fight, your call-in show. December, uh, uh, remember, December 27th, this Friday in Columbus, Ohio at Ruby Tuesday. We will be doing a variety show that all those people called in about. It's me. It's Drew and Natalie. It's Lindsay, and it is the Trillbillies, and it's Brett, and it's the Howling Commandos, and Icy Jake. It's a big fucking show, and y'all are going to love it. Peace. Little bitch, I'm with the shit. We ain't got Saint Nick. Hit a lick. Creeping through your house with the tool. Bitch, I'm Cindy Lou. You see all these hoes. I'm a boss. Bitch, I'm Santa Claus. You see hot sauce on the block. Bitch, I'm Santa Claus. Bitch, I'm with the shit. We ain't got Saint Nick. Hit a lick. Creeping through your house with the tool. Bitch, I'm Cindy Lou. You see all these hoes. I'm a boss. Bitch, I'm Santa Claus. You see hot sauce on the block. Bitch, I'm Santa Claus. Bitch, I'm with the shit. We ain't got Saint Nick. With my crook ghost, past, present, no, I do not pull, but fuck with future most. Really on my bands, Mrs. Claus on that pole, raking in. Fully automatic for that steady with my reindeer friends. Red dot on they nose, I harder than on the stove. Shoot you in your shit, you a bitch, yeah, I fuck with Grinch. You can smell the stench, cookies in my bag, still selling zips. If Rudolph don't show, I'm the mob, bitch, I'm mailing it. Eight rings of glow, seven businesses, I'm building more. Six the city that I'm from my block is the south side pole five phones four tires on my electric sleigh when i roll three things worth loyalty and respect that is the oath two guns one on my hip and one on my clothes one law silence and secrecy is the code eight rings of glow seven businesses i'm building more eight rings of glow seven bitches that ready to hold bitch i'm with the shit we ain't got saint nick get a lick creeping through your house with the Bitch, I'm Cindy Lou. You see all these hoes, I'm a boss. Bitch, I'm Santa Claus. You see how I sauce on the block. Bitch, I'm Santa Claus. Bitch, I'm with the shit. We ain't got Saint Nick. Get a lick. Creeping through your house with the tool. Bitch, I'm Cindy Lou. You see all these hoes, I'm a boss. Bitch, I'm Santa Claus. You see how I sauce on the block. Bitch, I'm Santa Claus. They say the Grinch stole Christmas, well I stole it too Every year your parents said I got you gifts, that's not the truth I was with some prostitutes, in the house, not on the roof Tiny Timmy, Tommy on me shoulder, but I'm not a Scrooge Need some else to come on through, 
and come with a lot of tools. Cause my head is in another place and lost a lot of screws. Cause my head is in another place and lost a lot of screws. Eight rings and some Eight rings of glow, seven businesses I'm building more. Six the city that I'm from, my block is the south side pole. Five phones, four tires on my electric sleigh when I roll. Three things, worth loyalty and respect, that is the oath. Two guns, one on my hip and one on my clothes. One law, silence and secrecy is the code. Eight rings of glow, seven businesses I'm building more. Eight rings of glow, seven bitches that ready to hold. Bitch, I'm with the shit, we ain't got some nick. Get a lick, creeping through your house with the tool. Bitch, I'm singing low. You see all these holes, I'm a boss. Bitch, I'm Santa Claus. You see a hot sauce on the block. Bitch, I'm Santa Claus. Bitch, I'm with the shit, we ain't got some nick. Get a lick, creeping through your house with the tool. Bitch, I'm singing low. You see all these holes, I'm a Excuse me, friend. Do you ever get mad online about politics? No, not really. So your Twitter handle isn't at DabbingCastro911 and you didn't just post drink piss to at Joe Biden? Uh, okay, you caught me. Well, good news, friend. You are not alone and you should get your news from two guys who are just as mad online as you. Really? Who? Where? District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left, airing Monday through Friday, hosted in Washington, D.C. by the two Sams, Sam Knight and Sam Sachs. All you have to do is subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel. Wow, thank you. Keep posting and stay mad, my friend.